This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. Welcome to the show. We're here to do our part. That's Trav. I'm Drew. And I'm Trav. This is the Overdue Homework Podcast. As always, we're here to talk about 80s and 90s media, and I always will and will forever want to encourage you to do the homework with us. Do your homework, people. Do your homework, people. Um, and you can always email us at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, how you doing, Trav? 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 I'm speaking in third person. <laughs> uh, Drew, I'm doing pretty good today, actually. I'm okay. pretty excited for this 25th episode number 25 number 25 pause pause for sound effect (laughs) (laughs) and it's perfect because it's a suggestion from a listener jake from triple falls so shout out triple falls shout out jake thank you for the awesome suggestion yeah thanks for engaging with our podcast as much as you have it's much appreciated how are you doing drew um i'm doing pretty good um I may sound a little goofy because I got the vid like a week ago and have continued to be sick since then. So the vid, yeah. So first time I've gotten I've gotten it and all this. So I think I'm going to count myself pretty lucky. Pretty lucky for F- sure. Fully vaccinated, so it wasn't that bad. No big deal. So if I sound goofy, that is why. That is why. Other than that, I'm doing really, really great. Um, I know I mentioned this probably almost every show now, but. We are going to be having a baby very, very soon. Very, very soon. <laughs> very soon. Very exciting, stressful, just exciting time in the Morehouse household, that's for sure. In the Morehouse house. The Morehouse house. The Morehouse house. <laughs> you know, we worked with a guy, uh, I worked with a guy named, his last name was Rittenhouse, and whenever I would work next to him, he'd call us the apartment complex. Nice. And I was like, good job, Brian. Shout out to Brian. I know you're not listening, but shout out to Brian. <laughs> but shout out <laughs> for when you eventually listen and catch up. Yep, that's right. When we become an international sensation and everybody listens to this podcast. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, before we get started, I want to tell you about the articles I used in preparation for this podcast. I used an article by Phil Hode on theguardian.com. An article by Mike McGranahan on Ranker.com. And an article by Eric B. Anderson on Looper.com. So, of course, we are reviewing Starship Troopers today. And the release date for that movie was November 4th, 1997 was the premiere. The November 7th, 1997 in the United States was the uh, nationwide release. Uh, directed by Paul Verhoeven, which he famously directed RoboCop and Total Recall also, which will be on the lists at some point, can guarantee that. Um, Starship Troopers is based on a book, a novel by Robert A. Heinlein. Um, Verhoeven hated the book. He only read two chapters. <laughs> He's like, uh, this thing's dumb and it's bad, so <laughs> moving on. <Yeah. laughs> of course, this movie is uh, starring Casper Van Dien, and Casper Van Dien is one hot piece of man meat. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> I was like, is that weird to mention that I think this is an attractive man? But we've done it before. Yeah, no, he's an attractive man. Um, Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg were considered for the role. Nice. Yeah, so I had been pretty early in Matt Damon's career. What what year was uh, Good Will Hunting? 96, 97, 98? Somewhere in there, right? Somewhere in there. I was going to say 96, but it might be a 98. But yeah, you're on the right track for sure. Somewhere in there. 
Um, we got Dina Meyer, Denise Richards, Jake Busey, and that's uh, that's uh, the best Busey's ever, son. Okay, Gary Busey's son, Jake yeah. Busey, looks a lot like him. If you didn't know what it, Gary Busey looked like, look at Jake Busey. Look at Jake. NPH, as uh, we like to call him, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, Patrick Muldoon, another very attractive man. Yes. Uh, Michael Ironsides. Uh, the actors were specifically chosen for a comic book look. Nice. Uh, uh, Verhoeven wanted blonde. White and arrogant. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this movie is rated R, so this episode is going to be explicit. Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, before we do get to that homework, can we talk a little Starship Troopers and get a bit of insight into the movie? Let's do it. All right. So I'm just going to go right for it. Why all the fascism in this movie? Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I really don't know. But. Like, really, it's uh, steeped in fascism. Um, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool story, actually. Uh, Verhoeven grew up in uh, Nazi-occupied Holland. He was born in 1938, and so you could say that he probably had some strong ideas about fascism and Nazism in general, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Verhoeven, when he got this book, like he said that he didn't actually read, he wanted to turn the source material uh, of the same name into satire of itself, making the fascist elements so blatant that it becomes funny. Uh, based on how ridiculous their society is. So it's just a big lampoon on Nazis. Yeah. I mean, I can see you grew up uh, hating Nazis, probably never not hating Nazis. I mean, you should hate Nazis. <laughs> you <so> should. <laughs> so why not make fun of them, right? Exactly. Uh, to quote Verhoeven exactly here, he says, So I decided to make a movie about fascists who aren't aware of their fascism. Uh, he borrowed from the films of Lenny Riefenstahl to show that these soldiers were like something out of Nazi propaganda. And that's very, very evident from opening sequence. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the opening recruitment video, you know how it kind of opens up with a recruitment video, is yeah. a direct copy of uh, uh, Reifenstein's movie Triumph of Triumph of the Will. So, I mean, it's like a scene-for-scene scene direct copy of this Nazi propaganda film, right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and when the soldiers look at the camera and say, I'm doing my part, that's also from the same movie. Uh, uh, Verhoeven, he even put his actors basically in SS uniforms, but at the time, nobody really noticed. Yeah. Nobody really noticed, yeah. right? Um, you know, the marketing produced for Starship Troopers is a perfect example why no one noticed. Uh, the trailers focused on bug fighting action. Mm-hmm. Um, it made the movie look way more like a big budget action picture. Uh, the same for the TV spots and the print advertisements. Um, what was left out of the marketing was the satire of fascism. Right. <laughs> Tri- Smart move. Yeah. TriStar thought that fascism would be a turnoff for most people. <laughs> so, I, mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, so what the audience kind of thought they were going into was an R-rated Star Wars. Right, right. And... Uh, this is definitely not an R-rated Star Wars. No. <laughs> R-rated for sure, but not R-rated a Star for Wars. Sure. <laughs> so did you ever, when you were watching this movie, think, why bugs? Why are they facing bugs? Kind of. I mean, yeah. I, I never really gave thought to it, but I found some interesting information on why it was bugs. Yeah, well, true. Um, Verhoeven decided that, uh, uh, he decided on alien bugs because he thought that uh, most people generally hated bugs. I literally <laughs> thought that. <laughs> I was thinking that if anything, it's because everyone can get on board with hating bugs (laughs) yeah i mean it made the bugs a natural stand-in for opponents in conflict right uh the point of war is to exterminate the other side and the enemy is often dehumanized or viewed as totally bad not like totally bad but like totally bad right right (laughs) like bugs needing to be squashed so it's, it's plain and simple it's pretty pretty simple uh so do you feel educated (laughs) 
<laughs> I do. <laughs> At least a little educated, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're ready to uh, get into the breakdown then, huh? Let's do it. All right, let's hit this up. All right, Starship Troopers. So in that opening sequence, we immediately get exposed to the federal network. Join now. Join now. <laughs> I'm doing my part. Even children. Even children. <laughs> and we find out that service guarantees citizenship. Would you like to know more? <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. I love oh, the like early internet. Like it is pretty accurately predicting how like YouTube's prediction or not the not prediction, like suggestion algorithm right, right. for what you want to watch next. Like yeah. that's a pretty like that's a decent prediction. Definitely. Pop culture predicts the future. And that's what it feels like at least, you know. Yeah. Would you like to know more? And we get the bug meteor. <laughs> the bugs send another asteroid our way. This time we're ready. Planetary defenses are better than ever. Would you like to know more? <laughs> <laughs> Why we fight Clendathu, the source of the bug meteor. To ensure the safety of our solar system, Clendathu must be eliminated. They're clear across the galaxy. Clear across the galaxy. <laughs> clear across the galaxy. <laughs> Clear across the gla- galaxy, like fascists. <laughs> <laughs> and then we immediately get to go to the live invasion of Clendathu. It's an ugly planet. It's a bug planet. It's a bug planet. The lines in this movie are just, yeah, just I love them. <laughs> Every one of the lines in this movie, they're just so great. Seriously, uh, things seriously aren't going well though. No, <laughs> we get our first glimpses of uh, many of the main characters, including our hero. Uh, Rico seems to be in some sort of pain after having his leg impaled. So. Yeah, it looks like that might have hurt a little bit. <laughs> I would assume so. Uh, but then we get the flash to uh, one year earlier. So all of this throughout the movie takes place in a year. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like it takes place in like three weeks? Oh, 100%. It doesn't feel like it takes place in a year. Like, no. the time jumps are far too extreme and, like, not noticeable. Right. Like, whenever they go to that, like, federation, federal network thing, it's like giving you a bridge between a large time gap. I yeah. wish that was more evident. Right. Because I was thinking at the end of the movie when they were all uh, talking about how we're the old men now and stuff, I'm like, what has it been, three weeks? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then I remembered that there's the flashback at the beginning of the movie that says one year earlier. So one year earlier. Right. <laughs> Still one year and we're the old men. Yeah, exactly. I guess that goes to show the uh, high turnover rate, you could say. <laughs> yeah. There is definitely a high turnover rate. Uh, in high school, uh, with our actors that are obviously not high school aged. Obviously not. <laughs> Maybe past for college age. Maybe. Uh, we get some weird stuff in this scene, like that digital flirting, whether he's drawing a picture of her, like yeah. an MS Paint picture. And both times I watch it, it sounds and looks like he's actually scratching it onto the monitor. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I thought, okay, the first time he's, be- this is the rebel, you know, he's scratching it, <laughs> but then he just sends it digitally to her yeah. or whatever. Like, she, oh, okay. She's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and then makes the gum blow up in his face. She's like, yep. what the hell, yo? Like, you're my girlfriend. <laughs> Oh, we also get the introduction of a one-armed teacher. Did you ever have a teacher with uh, a one-arm, missing fingers, or anything like that? No, no, (laughs) no. no. I had a shop teacher, Mr. Corporal. He was missing a couple of fingers, and you know, I mean, he was the shop teacher. Makes sense. (laughs) He was a farmer for years, so if I remember right, I think he lost him farming, not in the shop or something, but still. But it probably helped people be safe (laughs) in shop class. Probably. (laughs) Probably did. (laughs) 
the indo- we get to see like the indoctrination of the population starts in school in this society, and that violence is basically the only answer to every life, every one of life's problems. Yeah, you got to smash it and destroy it completely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's two options: either you fight the bugs or you're a piece of crap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it uh, gives the audience a good taste of what a futuristic fascist culture would be all about, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ah oh, man, that would be. And they don't. The weirdest thing about it is, like we mentioned before, is they don't know that they're fascists because it's a total world government. Right. They don't know that what they are is like the antithesis of good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they don't know that they are the villain in this movie. Almost. R- right. Almost. 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 Uh, we get teens being teens in the hallways, like making out. Um, I don't really remember seeing that in high school, kids making out in the hall. I certainly don't. There were certainly couples that would stand next to each other. Hold hands. Some definite hand-holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. I I feel like maybe you saw a peck here or two, but maybe. certainly no like 100% French kissing, <laughs> tongue down the throat. No. A second after the bell rang. <laughs> so they literally took one step out of the room <laughs> and just... <laughs> And then Rico wants some too, but all he gets is one kiss. And she's like, not here. (laughs) And he's like, damn it, but they're right there doing it. They're making out. Come on. Come on. Um, Public test scores. This would have given me anxiety beyond belief. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) It gave me anxiety watching a futuristic movie about publicized test scores. Right. As we've mentioned, neither of us was straight A students no, no. with real homework. <laughs> no. Uh, Carmen, we get to see she's a pretty smart lady. She gets what, 97%? 97 on yeah. her math score. Pretty dang which good. Which is the main thing that matters to be a flight yep. person. She wants to join the Fleet Academy, yeah. so of course she did great, right? She's yeah. well motivated. Obviously. Uh, Rico's turn. He's a dummy. He's a dummy. <laughs> 35%. You know, which is so weird because when he's in that classroom, he gets portrayed as not being a dummy. No, Because he gets all. asked a question, he answers it great, and uh, Razcheck is like, great job, but it's right what, from the book. Like, right. He criticizes him. Right, but so he seems not necessarily the smartest, but he seems to know what needs to be done yeah he doesn't, like he doesn't put in any effort but he's still intelligent is what they portray it as yeah i guess you're right maybe he's just bad at math <laughs> I, guess, yeah, I guess 35 percent is pretty bad i'm not at trying math, to be though. a part of the fleet academy anyway <laughs> enter carl and he puts that 35 percent up for everybody for to everyone see. to see what the a whole, jackass whole school laughs at him what a son of a bitch what a son of a bitch <laughs> carl uh we get the love triangle that's introduced right away between rico carmen and dizzy this is one of two love triangles yep. that are in the movie um, we get alien biology with Blanche from the Golden Girls. Did yeah. you notice that? It's Blanche from the Golden Girls as the teacher. Oh my gosh. I, now I know as you're saying that, but I did not notice. Uh, she was also deformed by the war like their other teacher, yeah. uh, Mr. Razcheck. I think I'm saying that right, Razcheck? Razcheck. Razcheck. Um, we get a little bit of comedy with the gross-out stuff, and we get Rico pulling all the guts out of the, the bug and stuff. And yeah. Carmen throwing up. So, I mean... I don't think the movie necessarily needed like the relief of a comedic scene right then and there, but uh, I mean, I guess sure, sure, it's pretty stereotypical like action movie, science fiction movie stuff where right. somebody gets grossed out by the alien and throws up. Um, and, and so, are we just assuming bugs are already all over Buenos Aires in that size? Like, why are they dissecting bugs? So huge bugs, right? So I think that. So, 
like the bugs they they say that they send the asteroids out with their like spores on them to seed other worlds. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. The movie doesn't say that the Earth has been hit by a bug asteroid. I think it, it right. kind of implies saying our defenses are better. You know. So, yeah, yeah. So maybe some of those spores have gotten onto Earth and have uh, taken hold, and like the creatures have developed, and they've been right. able to capture them, and now are like breeding them in captivity so they can do their that crazy makes, science. That makes sense. It's either that or they discovered these bugs, went to their planets, abducted them, brought them back to Earth to do experiments on them to find out how to kill them. In high school. In high school. (laughs) So, I mean, it's one or two, one of the two, and either one seems pretty plausible. I almost want to lean towards the more violent one because of it being a fascist society. Right, right. That probably makes more sense. They seeked them out, seeked them out. I don't know if that's right, but whatever, and brought them back to kill them. I mean, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) It is a reminder, though, that the arachnids are a uh, threat to the United States. No, they are a threat to the world. The world. The world. Uh, and even the even the teacher says maybe that the bugs are dumb by human standards, but they have millions of years of evolution behind them. So yeah. they're hinting at already the fact that the the room is split on whether or not the bugs are actually intelligent. Right, or not. right. It seems pretty obvious that they are intelligent, but whatever. yeah, I guess any type of uh, big type of thing like that in society is always split down the middle. Yep, split down the middle. Yep. We get a little bit of Rico with uh, Carl in Carl's basement, uh, practicing telepathy. Telepathy? Telepathy. That's that's a better way to say it. (laughs) Telepathy. Um, Carl's already telepathic, but only with animals. Uh, Maybe it's a new stage of human evolution. Yeah. I don't really understand why the whole telepathy, I'm not going to say it right ever. I don't understand why that whole thing is in this movie. I don't either. I really don't get it. I don't quite understand why it's in there. It's not in the book. It's not a thing in the book. Oh, it's not. No, it's not a thing in the book. So is it literally just so for the end of the movie? That's what it feels like. Yeah. That's it. I'm not going to ruin that line yet. I wanted to, but I'm not going to ruin it yet. Yeah, because (laughs) it's literally only used in the beginning to prove Rico is not psychic. Mm -hmm. And then in one of those sub- like subliminal ads that's on throughout the movie, are you yep. psychic or do you feel like you're psychic? Yeah, maybe you are. And then right at and the then end, at the end, yeah. So three so, times. So I guess it keeps it keeps the thread going throughout r- the movie. Right. But still, it didn't need to be in there. It, it didn't was need to be pointless. It's pointless. I mean, it makes me feel like Carl is smarter. Yeah, I mean, Carl's obviously a super genius. Obviously. And it's interesting because Neil Patrick Harris, this is like, I remember this being his first big thing after Doogie Hauser. Oh, sure. Doogie Hauser was a big thing in my family. We watched it all the time. Him typing his diary on the blue screen on his PC, you know, and saving lives as a <laughs> tween doctor, you yeah, know. Yeah. So that's what I remember from this. So, I mean, he was already portrayed as being a smart person. So I'm assuming that's one of the reasons why he may have been cast as right, this. Right. People already believe him to be a smart person. Um, we do now get to move on over to the sports ball game. They the never sports ball <laughs> game. They never name it. No, it's not football. It's not football. They don't use any football terminology. No, and the ground is like wrestling mats, basically. Like it seems like it seems like hardwood, but then they can bounce off of it. And yeah, Rico's got some ups. Rico has got <laughs> some serious ups, and yeah, they wear football pads and throw like. The football you'd throw in your backyard with yeah. your friends as opposed to a leather football. Yeah, like the and one that glows in the dark. It's way more violent. Yes. And they're not wearing face masks. And <laughs> nope. They are wearing hockey helmets. Which hockey is kind of helmets. Weird. And, yeah, you can hit the shit out of each other. And there's <laughs> no, I mean, right away, 
<laughs> I know it's the first five yards, but he just lays Rico <laughs> the fuck out. Just lays him out. Yeah. So I don't know. Is that maybe like their physical training that they can be that super athletic? I or guess. like selective breeding if it is a fascist society to breed like the best of the best out of everybody? Right. Because I mean that one cadet makes the comment that it's easier to have a kid if you become a citizen later on. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's part of it, but still, it's like superhuman acrobatics. It's superhuman, yeah. <laughs> uh, we get that second love triangle that I mentioned before, introduced between Carmen Rico and Xander. Xander. Quite possibly the worst name ever, Xander. Yeah, Xander. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all you Xanders out there. <laughs> um, we get some funny lines, though, in this scene, too, like, lay off my girl. Yeah. <laughs> All's fair in love and war. And then from Diz, are you drifting? (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, Rico has the best line of the whole scene. Just throw me the ball, Diz. Just throw me the (laughs) ball, Diz. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, those lines are so cheesy. It's great. So cheesy. So cheesy. They're great. What are you doing after the dance? (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to say Xander's not also attractive, like you said, but... Rico's the man, Rico's right? Rico's the man. Are you serious? I know she is a smoke show, but there's no way sweaty Xander stands up and she's questioning everything she's thought for Rico in that second. <laughs> I'm just like, come on. Exactly. And the whole time it's happening like during the game. During the game. And yeah. that referee's even like, come on, number 12. Come on, number 12, let's go. And then he doesn't get penalized and then he knocks the shit out of Rico right after man, that. I did, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but of course, Rico wins the game on a last second play. Obviously. Um, and the referee says, it's in there it's over yeah he didn't even say like touchdown or like goal or score or point it's in there it's in there it's over (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah he didn't give a very convincing uh uh performance did he no he did not (laughs) Um, we get to move over to rico's house and uh rico's loaded 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 and it doesn't seem like his parents are citizens Correct. It doesn't so that seems odd to me that you can be ultra wealthy and not a citizen. Yeah. You'd think that they you, would have to be born into it or like you said, bred for that. Yeah, so I mean even if they were born into citizenship, let's say they are citizens, like they made their citizenship, they're ultra wealthy. They can't grease a few palms and just make Rico a citizen. Yeah. Exactly. You'd, you'd think, right? Right. If they don't want him to be. No, they don't want him to go into service, at least. Right, I suppose that's the main thing. It seems like they're not citizens by doing that, right? Right, that's what it seems like to me. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. But the only successful civilian. (laughs) Yes, right? Um, Rico is getting ready for future prom. (laughs) Uh, Rico's dad confronts Rico on that he wants to join up for federal service, and his dad says, I'd rather take 10 lashes in public square. Because that's a real thing in this society. Foreshadowing. <laughs> that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's just a term of service. I want to be a citizen. I want to follow Carmen. I was going to say, <laughs> I want to follow Carmen. <laughs> you're going to Harvard, and that's final. <laughs> oh, man, tough. <laughs> like, yeah. you're going uh, to Harvard. <laughs> shucks. Then, of course, he does the patented troubled teen. It's my choice. It's my choice. <laughs> and Carmen is hot. <laughs> Carmen is hot. It's pretty hot, Denise Richards. Obviously. Like, very attractive woman. <laughs> yes. uh, Rico's parents do try to bribe him, though, with a trip to Zegama Beach, which is across the galaxy. Across the galaxy, and so, he's always wanted to go there. They're like, nah. It seems like it worked. You know, it yeah, does, because right. the mom's like, oh, I guess it's settled then. Yeah. Ching, because she's drinking. Yeah. 
what a weird society. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, though, we get to go to future prom. Future prom. <laughs> future prom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the band, I'm really surprised that it wasn't some like famous band from like 1997. I am too. Like Smash Mouth or Sugar Ray, yeah. something like that. They could have pulled one of those guys, right? right? Something like that. No, they're civilians. They're civilians. <laughs> no, no, That's no. the problem. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Uh, for me, like future music in these sci-fi movies, it never really works for the long term. Like you'll look back on it in this movie that is almost 30 years old at this point. Right. And you're like, that sounds like music that would have been in 1997. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. sound like future music. Right. It sounds like 1997 music. Um, I still did like the song though. Yeah. So the second song, not the first one they were singing, but the second one, um, it's I Have Not Been to Paradise, and it's actually a cover of a David Bowie song from 1995 called nice. I Have Not Been to Oxford Town. Nice, nice. So that's kind of interesting, and it's Zoe Peldoris is the singer, and she's the daughter of Basil Peldor- Peldoris, who, Peldoris. Wrote, who wrote the movie score. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. Musical family and a little bit of like, hey, I'll do this a score for you, oh. but my daughter's got to be in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's Italian. I mean, it sounds Italian, right? It's Italian or Greek. So I'm sorry, all you Italians out there that I probably offended. <laughs> <laughs> we get a little bit more of that love triangle action. Uh, Dizzy's laying it on pretty thick. Um, Rico finds his teacher and looking for advice on federal service. And uh, Rico finds Carmen and Xander soon after that. Yep. Which basically the advice that Raschek gave him was like, you got to do it if you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, basically This it. is one of the only choices you get in life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Johnny, this is Xander in a military uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know each other. Yeah, we know each other. From the game. <laughs> you were there too, Carmen. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You were there too. <laughs> you were there too. You know how the game was stopped because you were talking to number 12 and then I said stay away from you <laughs> and he knocked me on my ass yeah I, I was there for that <laughs> I was there for that but but thanks yeah nice to meet you asshole like, <laughs> come on Carmen come on Carmen 97% and math with no common sense <laughs> I do like the line where is it yes it's uh it's Xander that says to Rico no hard feelings. And then Rico says, no, none at all. We won. We won. <laughs> <laughs> what like a brosive thing to say. <laughs> Such a brosive thing to say. <laughs> and then uh, Rico tells Carmen it's the last song. He wants to get out there for a dance. And then on the dance floor, we get some more love triangle building. No one cares. No, no. <laughs> uh, Rico tells Carmen that uh, he's signing up and uh, a sultry invite from Carmen to Rico. My dad's not home. Oh. You know what that means. I never got that in high school. (laughs) (laughs) They really glance over that really quickly, too. They never even go back to the fact. Because Carl, when they're checking out the scores, asks Johnny if he's banged her yet. And he's like, nope. He's like, oh, you haven't yet, huh? You haven't yet, huh? Making fun of him for it because whatever. Uh, And then... It seems like he's going. To, they're going to have sex, but they never like go back to it. And him being like, "I finally banged her, Carl." Right? You know, it, it seems like something that should have been in the movie. But I guess it would have been slightly in poor taste if they're like eight, supposed to be eighteen-year-old kids. I suppose. I guess. So I don't know. Forget that. Forget all of that. Forget <laughs> it all. 
It's time to sign up now, though. Now, though, for uh, for military service and fresh meat for the grinder. Yep. <laughs> Carmen's going to be a pilot. Uh, Carl's going for games in theory, which I think is a really cool name for like an intelligence division of the military. Definitely, that's a really cool name for it. Games in theory. Games in theory. Enrico, infantry, sir. Infantry, sir. <laughs> Good for you. The mobile infantry made me the man I am today. Missing three out of his four limbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Not a good start for Rico because no. he's like, gulp. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I joined was to chase a girl. I wish I could go back in time. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been in the movie. That should have been in the movie and played as like a true comedy at that point. That would have been great. Uh, with all three of them, Carl, Carmen, and Rico signed up. They vow to always be friends, even though they will be millions of light years apart. And this will probably be the last time that they ever see each other. Nope. <laughs> nope. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get to go back home with the Rico. 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 Suave. Remember mm. that song, man? I just oh, like yeah. heard that on the radio the other day, and I couldn't even believe it. I'm like, this is still a thing that can get played on the radio, huh? <laughs> That's impressive. I'll take it, though, I guess. Uh, Johnny breaks the news that he actually signed up, and uh, Dad ain't having it. <laughs> mom, just, nope. mom just doesn't understand. Right, Will Smith? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll resign. That's all there is to it. And then he says he won't quit. Uh, Johnny, why don't you just change your mind? Does citizenship mean that much to you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, she does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> not very convincing. No, not at all. Uh, Mom throws Carmen under the bus at this point, though. Don't throw your life away because chasing a girl that wants to look good in a uniform. You don't even know her, Mom. <laughs> Johnny out. <laughs> Johnny out. <laughs> <laughs> he does get cut off though forever now from dad apparently. Yeah. So forever. You're cut off. You're cut off. You cut off, Johnny. You cut until, off. Until the next time you call us. <laughs> and then it's gonna be all good. <laughs> then we're all good. <laughs> Just come back home, Johnny. <laughs> Just come back home. <laughs> All right, at this point now, it's time for us to ship out from the spaceport. Like, that's what it'd be. It's not an airport, right? It's right. not a train station. It's right. a spaceport. 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 Uh, Johnny meets Carmen, even though they were never going to see each other again. Correct. Immediately. That was like Imme a scene ago. <laughs> <laughs> Carl did already leave, but uh, still, like, we're never going to see each other again. Yeah. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> still here, huh? Uh, Johnny does let Carmen know that he got kicked out of the house. I'm wearing everything I own. And she's like... Gee, I'm sorry that it didn't work out for you. Like, she doesn't seem to care at <laughs> no, all. No, not at all. I I'm real sorry, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> the, federa the Federation will provide me with everything I need for the next two years, right? Yeah, I they should, I guess. I mean, that's not a great attitude to have about just alienating your whole family, but do what you got to do, man. Yeah. <laughs> for a girl. Right. <laughs> Uh, finally, the last moments before uh, they're about to be separated where Carmen's going to go on that shuttle. Uh, he says, I love you, Carmen. Crickets. Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like you too, pal. <laughs> she should have said something. Thank like you. <laughs> uh, she does say it, but not before Johnny like basically guilts her into it. Yeah. Why don't you try it on? Just try it for once. God. <laughs> I love you too, Johnny. <laughs> I love you too, Johnny. For a, for a little bit. That is not a, a good uh, way to leave your relationship. <laughs> no, not at all. I bet you, do you think he had those first inklings of like, oh man, what did I sign up for? This is not, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that and seemingly they finally had sex and now yeah. she's kind of uninterested. Yeah, what so. is it? What is it called? Uh, bang them? What is it? 
something and leave them. What is it? What's the saying? Yeah, something and leave them. Yes. Something and leave them. Yeah, something and leave them. <laughs> Email us. <laughs> Email us. <laughs> it's probably better that Drew and I don't know that. Yeah, I guess. Sorry for doing that into the microphone. I apologize. <laughs> <clears throat> that into the microphone too that's not good either um so with their last meeting coming to the end she does say don't forget to write like she even cares yeah don't forget to write don't it's, forget to write it is interesting that they do reference their video messaging as writing to each other yeah because once you think that they would say like don't forget to video me or yeah. vid me or have some other Something. slang term for it nope don't forget to write me yeah. and he says i won't bye-bye bye <laughs> i love these federal network pieces i said that already but i love them they're so good they're so good that's a fully automatic marita who wants to hold it (laughs) (laughs) no children after children your child take it take it and then passing out the bullets like candy just (laughs) it's like the best propaganda ever ever It, it really is people making a better tomorrow then we get the top top news a murderer is convicted sentenced to death Tonight at six. Tonight at six. <laughs> <laughs> on all net channels. It's on every channel. It's on every channel. So this dude was arrested, tried, and convicted, and executed in the same day. In the same day. He's, they say he was arrested today, convicted, and his execution is tonight. At six o'clock. At six o'clock on all channels. No fucking around. <laughs> no fucking around. The dude was even just like, oh my god. <laughs> Want to watch something else? Too bad. <laughs> Too it's on all channels bad. at 6 p.m. Would you like to know more? Apparently not because uh, it switched to the federal tab like really quickly. Like the, Really quickly. <laughs> the, 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 like, the mouse cursor was like, uh, click, 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 click. <laughs> and what if I said no? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and this is that are you psychic bit. Uh, that dude had a very like paranormal tv show from the history channel look right 100 percent. yeah <laughs> ancient aliens yeah, something yeah. <laughs> that's what it looked like to me it was just it was great i really liked that uh and would you like to know more nope time for the galaxy tab uh every school kid knows that arachnids are dangerous especially to cows <laughs> yeah, yeah. censored and do you think that i wish there was a version where that was not censored agreed and i think the only reason that it's that stuff is even censored in those videos is because it's presented as if you're watching it on the internet right where right, right. the gore that we see in the movie is way worse is, probably than what they're even showing yeah exactly yeah. so i would i would prefer have I would have preferred to have seen it, I think, in the context of this movie. Right. The censoring bars just seemed kind of weird to me. I get why they were there. It puts an aesthetic on it. It is like censored material from the government, reinforcing that fascist fascist control on all media and stuff like that. But I would have preferred to have seen the cow get eviscerated. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Um, and then we get to see, however, Mormons ignored federal warning and it established Fort Joe Smith deep in the arachnid quarantine zone. It did not go well for those Mormons. No, it did not. Very gruesome. <laughs> Would you like to know more? Exit, 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 exit. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we get to go to basic training, and it's pretty standard movie stuff when it opens up the basic training, right? Yeah. You've seen this scene a million times. A million times. If it's been a military movie, whether it's Stripes or Full Metal Jacket, this scene is in that. Yeah. Um, everybody's standing at attention, sucking that gut, legs together, and the do you think this is funny bit. That's just so played out. Obviously. It makes it funny in this movie. It works in this movie. It's funny in this movie. I like it. 
it's played out, but I like it. <laughs> and his name is Zim or Zim? Zim. Zim. Z-I-M. So I've seen him in multiple things. Yes. He's, I just started watching The Punisher, and yep. he's in that as a soldier some, mm-hmm. of some sort of high rank. And then he was the main enemy in the newest Dexter, New Blood, oh, cool. in, in that whole season. So I'm wondering, is he also in other movies where he's like in the army or some sort of sergeant? Is this something he's just done for a long time? Because yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head. He was also in Lost. Um, he's been in a ton of stuff, and he's Ooh, also he's mis- in Lost. Yes. We, I just started that with Warren, and I've never seen the, Lost. Not until the way towards the end. Fourth. Oh, okay. Fourth season. Have you have you gotten into the hatch yet? No, no, no. We okay. just I just started it yesterday. Oh, <laughs> so what episodes have you seen? First three episodes. So you've gotten to the island. We're we're at the island. You're on the island. Yep. And John Locke is walking around? Yes. And John Locke is walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke monster? Nope. There's not, something not and they don't know what Ooh, it is. Ooh, in the woods cuz yeah, they're still yeah. on the beach right, in, in right. the jungle. Yep, Ooh. yep, yep. It's it's good. I'm hooked already. You're making me want to watch it again. I want to know. I'm going to say this to you right now, and I want to know what you think of it, and hopefully it doesn't ruin the show for you. It doesn't give away the story at all. Sure. Stare faces. Stare faces. Stare faces. Stare faces. How everybody stares at each other all the time. All the time. And it's it like flashes from person to person, and they're just staring. <laughs> Stare faces, <laughs> stare faces. <laughs> uh, but no, but he's sorry. Yeah. He's also the voice of Mr. Krabs. No way, hundred percent. Holy cow! <laughs> Isn't that's, that interesting? That's super awesome, yeah, and I can hundred percent tell now that yeah. you say that he's the voice of Mr. Krabs. Oh, he's man. been in a ton of stuff. But I like him a lot. It's the whole moral of what I was trying to say. I think yeah. he's a really good actor. Yes, he's a really good character actor, and he's gotten to be older. And obviously, the Mr. Krabs money, SpongeBob money, probably makes it so. I would assume he doesn't have to work any job ever anymore yeah. again. Period. Yeah. So uh, it's too bad we don't see him in movies like this still. Right. Because I also enjoy him as a character actor. I'm sorry, I don't know your name, dude. I feel like. I'm doing you a travesty, yeah. a disservice. Email us. <laughs> Email us. Um, Sergeant Zim also makes it very evident that uh, you can leave whenever you want, which is an interesting dynamic, yeah. right? Uh, just sign a 1240A and walk right out that door. Take a trip down Washout Lane. I would have taken a trip down Washout Lane immediately. Yeah. I'd been like, I'm out. See you. <laughs> oh, that's an option? All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, Sergeant Zim then poses the question. Who thinks they can take me out? Which is another like army trope thing that happens in a lot of movies. Right, right. The singular c- cadet. We later learn his name is uh, Breckenridge, but uh, he goes, uh, "Sir, I guess maybe I do, sir." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Breckenridge. He fucks his world up. <laughs> he really does. Once again, we should have been able to see the bone coming out of his arm. Yeah. Of all the things they show, you can't show that. Can't show that. That seems weird. I mean, maybe with the amount of violence later in the movie, they're like getting that line of NC-17 rating. But I mean, the gore isn't even that like too crazy. No. It's not like super bloody either. No, no. So I, I don't know. Standards might have been a slight, slightly different. If this, So we just finished The Boys, and The oh. Boys is crazy more gory than this movie a hundred times over a million times over and that's on amazon so if this was made today it could be way more up to that right right that's true which the final season hope i'm I'm betting next season season four is going to be the final season of the boys yeah i bet it is especially with that deadline that was put on butcher unless they can like figure something out with it right because he's the show yeah because he's the show i mean they're all awesome, but yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm glad that Starlight joined them. Spoiler alert, sorry, but I'm, glad that, that I'm, sorry, I'm glad that that happened. Watch the boys if you haven't. Yeah, it's really good. 
yeah, his arm is easily broken. It just it wasn't even a thing. Just oh, yeah. Snap. In two seconds. <laughs> hilarious. I think I broke my arm. <laughs> and then what does he basically tell him? Like, you're a pussy. You get over pain. Or you get over the pain. Or pain something. is in your mind. Yeah, or something pain like is in your mind. <laughs> no, it's right here. My arm right is snapped here. in half. It's not feeling very good, Sergeant <laughs> Medic. <laughs> but guess who shows up? Dizzy. Dizzy. Because... Dizzy's following the boy that's following a girl. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. More love triangle stuff. Nobody cares. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She made a a transfer from Fort Cronkite, which I think is a funny name, like interesting to name it after the newsman, Roger Cronkite. Roger Cronkite? Walter Walter Cronkite. Cronkite. Thank you. That's embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) And she transferred because that this is supposed to, the unit that Rico's in is supposed to be the best unit. Right. Um... Rico's there, and uh, they make some quick eye contact, and he is not looking too pleased to no, see her. he is not. Um, but she does have to prove herself immediately to Sergeant Zim. Uh, she does get a couple of good shots in. Yeah. Give her props on that. Punches him right in the face. He looks a little stunned by it. It's like, oh, good shot. And yeah. then choke out. <laughs> yeah, then I thought he might kill her. I don't know with how the movie was going so far. I was thinking, whoa. And then even Rico like did like the half eye close and like half smirk. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, into this. Bitch. I'm into this. I'm yeah, into yeah, this. yeah. That's what you get for following me and then those two women are like "Ooh, that's the kind of gal that makes squad leader yeah that's my job (laughs) Busey sis oh Busey there's an SNL skit I can't remember it was like a single season uh guy that was on SNL I can't remember his name I can picture him in my head but he did this skit where it was a bunch of celebrities trapped in an elevator and he's Gary Busey one of them farts. They all start accusing Busey of doing it. And he says, it wasn't me. You, you'll know when a juicy Busey hits you right between the eyes. <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of Gary Busey every time. A juicy Busey. A juicy Busey. <laughs> uh, but now it's chow time in the in the chow tent. Whatever the mess hall tent. Whatever it is. <laughs> I'm not a military man. Yeah. Ace and Rico are now friends because he butts in line and is like, uh, I guess I can be your friend because I think you're cool, right? And I'm cool. Yeah, we're friends now. You're oh, that's how it works. So, yeah, yeah, you're dude. a douche. <laughs> you're a douche. <laughs> Uh, Rico confronts Diz and we get confirmation that she's there because of Johnny. I joined the infantry to get out of town and I had to do my to do my own thing and you had to tag along. What? You think I joined the mobile infantry because of you? You saying you didn't? Yeah. No answer. So she did. So she did. <laughs> um we get a little bit more comedy with the uh, the training that they're doing. Uh, Dizzy kicks Ace and Rico into the mud. Uh, Ace gets that knife in the hand. Like, this is all meant to be comedy. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you disable the hand, it can't push the button. Yeah. Like, that's uh, some weird logic, but weird whatever. Weird <laughs> The knife deal is kind of weird. It does come back later in the movie that a knife becomes pivotal. Right, right. But it seems like a completely unnecessary piece of equipment to carry with you to fight bugs. It Giant does. bugs. It does. But it, it does come into play later. Yeah. It didn't get the three things, though. It's only that nope. one in the end. So a third yep. one may have been good to give it the same thing as it the other been. one there. Um, we get a little TNA segment next, which, you know. That's uh, this. This is the first movie with nudity that we've done. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Some good old classic '90s nudity. And I didn't even know there would be any because the first time I watched this, I watched it on YouTube TV. Ah. It was just on there on BBC oh, Rated okay. R. Yeah. But then I bought it because I liked this movie mm-hmm. so much, and I was like, "Wow, I did not know there was going to be boobies and butts in this shower <laughs> scene." And I could tell that some stuff was changed on that TV version because there would be some like 
god dangs and stuff instead of but like most of the blood and everything was the same so huh. i think it was just like a washed out shower scene and then you know not as many curse words that's interesting it goes to show you how weird like television editing can be like you can yeah. show that extreme violence but you can't see some butts right yeah. you can't have a couple of swear words like, i know the violence seems way more detrimental than the words and the nudity yeah me. but that's what but it yeah is. this this is uh a scene I was not expecting. <laughs> well, it goes to show that equality has come along. Equality has come a long way in the future. Right. right. Co-ed showers. Yeah, co-ed showers. We get some boobs, butts, but no nuts. Boobs, butts, <laughs> no nuts. Uh, so interestingly enough, with the scene, the director of photography, Joss Vacano, Vacono, and uh, uh, Paul Verhoeven, the director, also both got nude to do this scene with the rest of the people. Really? To basically convince them to do it because they're having a hard time getting them to do it. Because apparently Verhoeven, all, like, all of a sudden, like a day before filming, was like, hey, we're doing this nude scene. <laughs> you're all in it you're all in it <laughs> you're so, all in it you're all wet <laughs> yeah and everybody's gonna be nude everyone's so. gonna be nude everybody's yeah. gonna be nude um denise richards refused to do it that's why she's not in that scene oh she sense. refused to do it so interestingly Wait, enough sh- what if she even been there um apparently she was supposed to be in the scene uh, i read an article and she quoted that she refused to do the nude scene so oh wow yeah so i don't know she said that she wanted to be she wanted to do the boot camp scenes with the rest of the crew, even though she was at the Fleet Academy. Oh, okay. And I think because she wasn't, she wouldn't do the nude scene, then she wasn't able to do the other scenes. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I do what you got to do. I'm not faulting her for not wanting to do a nude yeah. scene. So, But it's interesting. She was supposed to be in it, but she didn't want to do it. So, get it, you know? One thing I find funny in that scene is no women make fun of any peepees. No, they don't. Not a <laughs> single peepee. That's just surprising. So, yeah, that kind of proves your equality thing like that. They're just like, boobs are out, and no one's making fun of peepees? No. Nope. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't believe there wasn't one, like, side dong shot in the back, right? I, know, yeah. I was like, do you see Busey's dong? No, no, <laughs> no. no Busey dong. No, no, no wieners. Is that a little dong? No, 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 no. no, no. no. Just some boobs just and some, some butts. Boobs and butts. Boobs and butts. Um, it is interesting, though, because the scene is kind of used to give our characters some depth because we find out their motivations for actually joining up and doing federal service. Right. It's everything from education, politics, to having a baby and just being a citizen. Yeah. Because it's a big benefit, it seems like, in their culture. So it is kind of interesting. Like, it wasn't just nudity for nudity's sake. You still get some information from the story and some depth from the characters. Yeah. Uh, Paul Verhoeven also directed uh, Showgirls. Okay. So... <laughs> He's not afraid, and he's Dutch, you know, European, so nudity is a big thing in probably all his movies. Right, right. All, you know, that's just the way the Dutch do it. The Dutch. The Dutch. The Dutch. Do you think he's a big uh, gold member fan? Probably. <laughs> do you think he loves gold? <laughs> <laughs> he might. This is a keeper. This is a keeper. That's, Save me from my son. My God, that is some of the grossest stuff ever. Yeah, when he when opens up that little skin c- box. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> ah, salty, salty. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. But now we get to go in space with Carmen. And I love these space scenes. 100%. They look so good to me. And I'm pretty sure they're like mostly practical effects, like yeah. models and stuff like that. Yeah, it's honestly, for 97, it looks really good. It all holds up really good it all holds up and maybe because we're more used to that aesthetic of star trek and star wars that was done like that and not just complete cgi movies right but i think it looks just as good if not more and more believable than what you'd get from a complete cgi type of render 100 percent. i absolutely love the way it looks yeah there's none of the space stuff that's like oh that looks kind of old or outdated right it just it works it works it looks good 
Um, it opens up with uh, with a Carmen watching a video message from Rico and all the craziness going on behind him. And then we hear Orbit in five, Ibana, Ibanez, Ibanez, is that? Yeah. Ibanez. Yeah. I can never, I've heard it a bunch of times and I, every time I say it, I'm like, you sound like you're white and from the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> Carmen. <laughs> And she says, first one there gets to fly. And of course, Carmen wins because she's ultra competitive. Uh, Carmen already has a reputation as a crazy pilot at this point, which, you know, seems, I guess, fitting to her character. She's very well, you know, she's very motivated. Uh, This whole sequence, I already mentioned Star Trek, felt a lot like Star Trek Next Generation to me. The way it looked, the way the spaceships moved, the way everything sounded. Just a lot of that stuff gave me hardcore Star Trek vibes the whole time, which I appreciate. Uh, Carmen is rising up the ranks and uh, piloting the big stuff at this point, and Xander's there, and he is her instructor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he made sure that they ran into each other. Not creepy at all. Not creepy at all. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Proves she's clearly interested in some way, shape, or form uh, yep. to not call him out on the creepiness. That's stuff. true. That is true. Right? Yeah. I guess. That is very true. They never do really make that connection either. There's a couple of close calls, but yep. they should have had a smooch. Some sort of they smooch. They should have had a smooch. How are you going to leave Rico and not at least smooch the other guy? She was career driven. She was career driven. <laughs> Carmen, we find out, is a real hot shot when she's leaving that uh, leaving that port with that last second umbilical disconnection and then the five meters from object. Yeah. Like, cutting it pretty close there, I know. Carmen. I s- I don't know if I... I did not say this. Maybe I said it in the last episode of the podcast, but I had not seen this movie. Yes. So I, I thought she was going to crash it. <laughs> 100%. I'm like, five meters? There is no way you save this. And then it goes down to three or two meters. Yes, it goes down even but lower. But nope, she makes it just perfectly. Man, that's some close That's tolerances. just like show... She's the best of the best. But she's the best of the best. But why did she put herself in that situation? She's just a trainee. And I think if it was a real world situation, they probably would have yanked the controls from her and told her to leave the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Pro- like, you're proving you can do that. But are you leaving, what, three seconds faster than just backing up normally and turning? I don't know. I don't I don't understand. I don't either. I, the only thing that I can even suggest is that she's trying to show her chops. Basically. That's it. Yeah. I'm, I, and, and it doesn't even like go over that well because he's like, uh, don't do that again <laughs> and keep it at whatever speed. And she says, why? And he says, they'll revoke your license right. and mine. And then she's like, oh, your fate's in my hands. <laughs> Double eyebrow. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Like, seriously. That was like, she, yeah, seriously. <laughs> we get to see that star drive. It's the only time in the movie we see the star drive, right? Yep. And I like the cool, ready, steady. Go. Ready, steady, go. I thought that was pretty cool. It's the only time you get to see the star drive. I wish we would have been able to see what it was like in the slipstream or whatever that they were traveling through, you know? Yeah. And maybe gotten an actual sense of how long it takes them to get to their location, like... Make, giving it a 10 second just in the slipstream, bam, we're across the galaxy. Right, right. Instead of not knowing how long it actually takes them to get there. Agreed. We're back at basic now. So Rico's still in basic training. And Carmen is piloting starships across the galaxy. Yeah. Where did the training, like, she's not been training any longer than he has, right? Correct. This is happening in a year. Yes. And at this point, we got to assume we're no, this point, we aren't much further than three weeks, like you said, the whole thing feels like. Yeah, he's still in basic. So she is just progressing rapidly up the rank somehow and. (laughs) <laughs> okay no one can explain it nobody can explain it <laughs> so the movie can happen so the movie can happen 
Uh, we do find out that Rico's got all the moves, though, and this uh, sequence is hilariously bad, right? H- hilariously when, when they're bad. in the shootout, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And nobody stays behind any type of barrier whatsoever. Yeah. They're all just standing in a line shooting at each other. I know. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't and get it at all. Whenever Rico needs to kick ass, he kicks ass. Yep. You know, just yeah. doesn't make any sense. And on top of that, they're all shooting from the hip. Nobody ever looks down the sight of their gun. Nope. They're all just wildly firing from their hip. And he's just massively amazing at this. Yes. Somehow. Yes. It just... doesn't make any sense. And it is funny to do the football play. Sport ball. Or sport ball. <laughs> Sorry. Sport ball play. When he does this 360 flip over them, he's just right in front of three guys. Not one of them decides to shoot. They're just like, whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. Did That's you the kind of that? thing that makes you squad leader. <laughs> Diz actually calls it a flip six three hole. Sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah, the, it was like the name of that place. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. The flip six three hole. Pardon me. Pardon me. <laughs> Super cheesy, but charming. But charming <laughs> and hilarious, and maybe not. This might be an instance where it was not originally meant to be played as a laugh. Yeah. But now, in the context of the movie and how we know it now, it is funny. Yeah. And it, it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be ridiculous. It's supposed to be giving you those nostalgic feels for other military training stuff in other movies. You know, right. It's supposed to be doing that stuff. Uh, well, it was enough to uh, impress Zim, Sergeant Zim. He gave him a squad. See what he, Let's see what he can do. Yeah. <laughs> in the barracks now, Diz and Rico are friends. I couldn't have done it without you, friends. And she's like, I guess. I guess, whatever. <laughs> Rico gets some mail, and it's a breakup video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carmen, just what he wanted to see. Carmen's going to go career. She has to follow her heart. Which is not with Rico. Rough. Yeah. And everybody's watching. <laughs> Everybody was gathering around, but then you can see their faces. They're like, ooh, all right. Uh, we'll just slowly back out of yeah. here. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Ace tries to, you know, like kind of console him a little bit. They always want to be friends after they rip your guts out, don't they? He's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Rico's just like, I don't care. He's like, dude, you've never been with anyone like Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get real. Let's get real. This yeah. sucks. This sucks. Uh, now we get to move on to that uh, infamous live ammunition exercise. Uh, Max score has been 280. I expect you to do better. Uh, <laughs> uh, things don't go well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Breckenridge just takes one to the dome. Takes one to the dome. It was a very weird, uh, like, it was very weird thing, because you would think that, like, the number one thing in your training when you're in the field, probably for a military person, is to never take your helmet off, no matter what. Right. Period. Yeah. Like, never. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and the targets they're shooting are not firing back, correct? They're no, just trying to lasers. kill as many targets as they can. Yeah. So, I mean... He gets called out for having no training to fix the situation, right. but to tell him to take his helmet off and not tell your other people to cease fire or something, you know, they're just all worried about this score. Don't they? Right. And the woman that does shoot him, which that's a pretty graphic scene. Yeah. I mean, I would assume that that's probably pretty close to what it looks like to watch somebody get shot in the face. Yeah. Like, if, I mean, I watched this movie movie four times and every time I was like, Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> it just seemed ultra realistic to me. But the woman that did shoot him, she did wash out also, but it seemed like she faced no consequences. Yeah. How did, I mean, how do you fall over and pull the trigger on your gun like that? 
Like, I yeah. just, it seems odd. And to like me you said, she's kind of like off scot free and right. Re- Rico's the one who gets in trouble. Right. Yeah. Yes, he does. <laughs> but yeah, again, not having seen this movie, I thought 100% he's going to dominate the score of 280. And then, nope. Nope. <laughs> Takes about five seconds and someone gets their head blown off. <laughs> okay. Okay. Another didn't see that coming no, with this movie. No. I do have to say that the gore in this movie does kind of gradually step up to that first battle in Clandathu. It does. It I doesn't... mean, they like tease you with the battle later. But yeah, I like to start it off. But mm-hmm. it definitely does build up. It does. It does. It's pretty interesting. It's a a good call by Verhoeven, I think. I like that a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Rico did get relieved of command, like we said, and his punishment uh, for being responsible for Breckenridge's death is administrative punishment, or ten lashes. Ten lashes. That's a pretty gruesome scene. Like That yeah, looked ultra painful. It looked very realistic, and I'm glad we didn't have to sit through all ten lashes. Yep. I kind of... Uh, Assume that we were going to have to sit through all 10 lashes. I did like how they used it as a unique transition from wiping from Rico getting whipped to mm-hmm. uh, to the starship with Carmen and uh, Xander. Like, yeah, it was a it was a unique and interesting transition. That was a, a cool part of the movie. And right. It's about the only thing you could do with that scene. I mean, you can yeah. sit there through all 10 lashes and just fade to black and go to another scene or try to transition out of it. And I think transitioning out of it was a good idea. Right. This is what happens at the Fleet Academy, <laughs> as opposed to... <laughs> Not getting whipped. Yeah, but yeah, with Spartacus being my favorite show, mm, I, I've mm, seen yes, that yes, before. Yes, yes, so. yes. <laughs> so it's third watch on the ship with Carmen and Xander, and uh, Carmen improves on Xander's course navigation. Xander is a little bit dismissive of Carmen. Do you really think you can lick my navs? <laughs> that is quite the line. Isn't quite the it? line. Quite the line. Sure enough, though, she does lick his navs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Xander was talking with Captain Deladier. I think that's how he says it. It's kind of an interesting spelling. I watched the movie with subtitles on so I can get the spellings of these names. Sure. Deladier. <clears throat> uh, she thinks that Xander and Carmen should team up and, uh, and crew for her as captain. Um, and he says, We're good together. I can anticipate you. You know what I want? And she says, no, what do you want? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Quickly, we get the gravity field in space that fucks up the potential bang time, because that seems like that was going to be the moment. Definitely. Um, It's an asteroid headed for Earth, and their uh, ship just barely misses being taken out by it. Uh, They do end up losing all communications for it, so they can't contact the rest of the fleet. So here goes this this, uh, asteroid towards Earth. They do say that they're hull is failing and that they're lucky to be alive and the captain says no we're lucky we have such a good flight crew and right i was wondering like could they have jumped into their warp state or whatever you want to call it and made it back to earth before the asteroid got there to warn everybody right or do you think the ship was too compromised to be able to do something like that i'm guessing we have to assume that it was too compromised to do something i would guess so too Next, we get to see that Rico's packing his bags and Dizzy's trying to convince him to stay. And uh, we find out that his call has just gone through to his parents and he tells them that it's just not working out and he wants to come home. Uh, The communication was interrupted, though. It looks like rain. At this time of year? (laughs) (laughs) And then Rico's just like, well, uh, okay, uh, see you later, I guess. I'm just going to head on out. And then we get the tragedy in Buenos Aires. What's going on? We're at war. 
Millions dead. Nothing lives in what was once called the Latin paradise. Oh, Johnny, that's us. That's home. That's home. <laughs> and the look on his face, he's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, I know, Diz. I'm watching this too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> God damn it, Diz. Why are you always here? <laughs> Shut the fuck up and leave me alone. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, the federal counted voted, voted the federal council voted moments ago and voted unanimously for mobilization to destroy the arachnid threat. And Zim wants obviously, <laughs> obviously. And what else would this culture do besides go and yeah. try to destroy it? Yeah, I mean, we found out at the beginning of the movie that violence solves everything. So exactly, duh. <laughs> uh, Zim wants to join the effort, but he's gonna have to bust himself down to private if he wants to go fight the bugs. Yeah, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Uh, Johnny wants to reconsider dropping out, but he already signed the 1240A. There's nothing I can do. It's out of my hands. <laughs> Zim does tear it up. Uh, he asks him, is this your signature private? And Johnny says, yes, sir, it is. Like, what an idiot. Like, yeah. don't you get what's going on right yeah. now? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does say then, like, okay, doesn't look like it to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. tear it up. Yeah. I Car- tried tried to give you an out, but sure, I guess I'll just tear it up. <laughs> Carry on, private. Carry on, private. Yes, sir. I'm dumb. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm dumb. <laughs> it feels so good. We get more propaganda from the federal network. War. <laughs> like, that just would have been on. Like, that made me think of, like, 1940s newspapers for World War II, right? Yeah. The yeah. War. Um, the only good bug is a dead bug. Dead bug. <laughs> they really, that guy was ugly. That said that line. Yeah, I was yeah, like, he was. Dude, you're ugly. <laughs> uh, we must ensure humans, we must ensure human civilization, not insect, dominates this galaxy now and forever. <laughs> Sky Marshal Denny's, Denny's, I think it's Denny's. No, that's the restaurant. <laughs> Denison, Denny's, Denny's. The Sky Marshal announces <laughs> plans for an offensive against Clendathu. Would you like to know more? <laughs> <laughs> know your foe. Every day, federal scientists look for new ways to kill bugs. Hey, Carl, welcome back. Hey, Carl. <laughs> the arachnids are dumb but robust. Aim for the nerve stem to put them down for good. <laughs> this is a cool scene. Yes, Just very cool. I mean, MPH is awesome, but... You don't see him as the badass with the gun, so the fact that he comes and he's just like, shoot one of the limbs, it's 87% effective. And he's like, if not, go for the nerve down, just wipes it in two yeah. seconds. You're like, all right, all right. You can tell, like, he seems like he's a much different person already, than the beginning. Already, like, yeah. He's so, like, dead-eyed for yeah. the rest of the movie. He's just, like, serious, like, I have to kill everything, and I don't care what stands in my way, because we're going to kill it. And I'm one of the two <laughs> psychic people. <laughs> I'm going to kill them with my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to know more would you like to know more do your part uh that laugh from the mom when the kids are stomping the cockroaches is just pure psychotic nightmare fuel yeah, right definitely. <laughs> <laughs> just like so crazy so crazy and again is stomping these cockroaches helping are they going to grow into bigger bugs i don't I, think so i think it's more of like the propaganda of it of just yeah, killing all just bugs kill them all. even kids like go stomp on bugs in your neighborhood yeah. kill them all did you notice the people on the in the in the balcony in the background uh-uh. When they were watching all this happen, they were like belly laughing, like holding their bellies, like, ha ha, 
<laughs> this is so funny. Yeah, man, it was something else. I tell you, stomping what. like okay, is this again? That's not Blendo series because that was just destroyed. So yeah, wherever that video is from, they have way too many cockroaches on their playground. Yeah, for real. And those were real bugs. I don't know if that would fly with PETA today. What do you think that like? I was kind of I, I was kind of surprised that it was real bugs when I read about that scene that it was real bugs. I was like. Really? Can you really do that in a movie? Maybe not anymore. Maybe not anymore. It'd be CGI bugs, but everything's CGI now in every movie. Right, right, right. (laughs) Countdown to victory deep in the quarantine zone. Uh, I love the cool transition where you're like watching the news program on the federal network, and then it changes to you being the camera, so you're in the action then. And we get a couple of, uh, like, the reporter guy runs, and he's like, oh, here's a couple of new cadets. Let's see what they have to say. And Diz wants to eat the bugs for lunch. That's absolutely hideous. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> like, I, I like her as an actress, but that was such a weak line for me. She comes over. She's supposed to be the first person to sound badass, and she's like, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Just so so casual. Like, okay. Yum, yum, yum. I want some bugs, please. I want some bugs, please. <laughs> of course, ain't uh, ain'ts. That's not a word. Of course. <laughs> Ace wants to nuke the bugs, and uh, the other dude wants to make sure he gets some action. You know, they never really say his name in yeah. the whole movie until he gets eaten in half in the invasion on Clendathy. Yep. Did you hear what his name is? What they call him? Let's say it. Kitten. 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 What? Yes. <laughs> And I, I didn't catch his name over and over and over. And then finally, when I was like paying attention more in my last watch through this with the subtitles on, came up to Rico screaming, kitten, like just kitten or yes. kitten, K-I-T-T-E-N, <laughs> like kitten. a kitten. Yes. And what then the hell? we're going to get to him later. But uh, um, Watkins, who was uh, Gabriel. Yep. Yep. Uh, Raschik calls him sugar. When he gets the gun from him and takes out that dude, yeah, he goes sugar. Give me your gun. Sugar and kitten. Yeah, interesting. Interesting names. Yeah. Maybe it's something a holdover from the book that I don't understand. Right. I would assume that maybe that's what it is. Maybe. I don't understand why they have such lovable names. Sugar and kitten. Yeah. I don't get it. I, whatever. I get. Do what you got to do. Kitten. Um. And then the, right after that, Rico comes onto the camera and says, I want to tell you something. <laughs> I'm from Buenos Aires, and I say, kill them all. It's just, that was another week. You know, he's such yeah, a badass yeah. character to this point, in my opinion. He could have said something way cooler. Yeah, I will agree with you. The acting of all four of them in that scene was weird. It was weird. It was weird. It was plain old weird. But then the reporter dude says, uh, some say the intrusion of humans into bug space has provoked them. Maybe we should just adopt a live and let live policy. It may be preferable to war with the bugs. And then Johnny ain't having it. Like, yeah, it's kind of interesting that still the media in this fascist society is still trying to play that little bit of a role. Yeah. To give some alternate information to what the government is telling everybody. Right. It's really, really small. There's a couple instances of that in the movie, but it's just kind of interesting that they still tried to work that in a little bit. I don't know if that was a real thing in the Nazi propaganda machine <laughs> yeah. in the 1940s because I wasn't there and I haven't right. seen anything to say that is that it would be. So I don't right. know. Uh, but it's time for some tattoos, but not before Johnny and Carmen have a little reunion. Oh. <laughs> not that kind of reunion. Whoa. <laughs> some pretty cheesy stuff, ultimately. It is, yeah. Uh, and they're trying to make that love triangle between Xander, Rico, and Carmen a thing again, and nobody cares. No. I mean, really, did you care about that at all in this movie? No. I don't, I, it doesn't matter to the movie. It doesn't matter to the characters. 
It gives them the tiniest bit of depth, but the depth that they do have isn't dependent on their love triangle. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, it just doesn't seem... It seems and I mean, dumb to me. I obviously saw what was coming yeah. the whole time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, there's no way you don't. No, it's broadcast from the beginning of the yeah. movie, right? It's broadcast. So as soon as Carmen's like, later, I, I just <laughs> knew it was going to happen. But yeah, there's no point even to try to rehash this train. No, nope, nope. Just to get a little fight between the dudes, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which was cool. Uh, I did enjoy the punch that uh, Xander gets right at the beginning because he's like, what? He's not going to do anything? Punch. Punch. And then he kicks the shit out of Rico. <laughs> but it's, well, it's really just like, Pounding his chest yeah, like yeah. crazy and elbows and fists, and then uh, Rico gets one knee on him. And one knee on Boom, him. he's bleeding, and Rico doesn't even look like he got his ass kicked. Rico's the hero. Yeah, that is true. That <laughs> I is do. True. I do have to say, I watched that scene, couple like a scene by scene, and either the uh, like they did something digitally, or the body double, stunt double for uh, for uh, Rico looks exactly like him. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Xander actually body slammed Rico onto that table. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure that that actually happened in real life. Which, yeah. You know, they're young dudes. I'm probably sure they were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And it is like an upward angle on the table. So it was probably padding on the table yeah, or yeah. something like that. But way to go, Casper Von Dean or whatever your name is. I don't remember what it is. Casper. Casper. Yeah, Casper Van Dean. Man, Casper. That's just a bad name, dude. I'm <laughs> sorry your name's Casper. <laughs> <laughs> he had to turn out hot. With I guess. I guess he had to. That's all he had going for him. Um, but finally, the quad, the the group of four. I don't know what you'd call that. The quadsum. Quadsum. And I know what it is. It's a quartet. It's a quartet. <laughs> that makes more sense. Uh, they finally get those tattoos and their laser tattoos because They're... because the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how you get tattoos removed now is future of how you put them on. Do you know anybody that's had tattoos removed via that? Uh-uh. Me neither. I've heard it's ultra painful. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Uh, time for the invasion of Clendathu. Uh, they are the first wave. Yep. Uh, lucky them. Um, lucky I'm, them. Good for the story that they're the first wave. Yeah. Uh, we get that cool, uh, you kill anything with more than two legs, you get me? We get you, sir. sir. We get you, sir. We get you, sir. We get you, sir. Uh, they seem pretty unconcerned about that plasma getting shot up into the, into the atmosphere, Considering it can take out their ships like instantly, yeah. they're just like it's supposed to be sporadic and light. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's one ship down, there's another. another deal. Oh, that was kind of close. <laughs> but we find out somebody made a mistake—a pretty big goddamn mistake. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Plasma is definitely a little bit more than sporadic and light. Um, we get some cool, fancy flying from Carmen. Love these sequences. She has to do it twice in the movie. It's really cool and exciting. I love that space stuff. Just oh, yeah. was fun to watch. Um, pretty cool stuff too. Like the cockpit in that first scene, it gets hit by like something, right? And explodes, but we never really see what comes of that. Right. We never like. I at that point in the movie, I thought they died somehow. I was like, holy crap. I didn't see that coming. And later, nothing. Yeah. The the ship's fine. The ship is completely fine. I just. Or they got into an identical ship. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. It was just kind of weird. Like. uh, because every time I would watch this movie, I thought this was the point where they were going to be going down to the planet. And it's not until the next invasion that yep. they do on planet, whatever whatever planet that was. Uh, and I was like, oh, wait, no, they're not doing it yet. And I was like, wait, what, what happened to the ship? They, yeah. Like the bridge exploded, but everybody's fine. Okay, moving okay. on. <laughs> Boots on the ground time on Clendathu. 
Uh, the imagery of the dropships full of soldiers running out to fight the bugs was supposed to be reminiscent of the landing on Normandy. That was like a purposeful thing from uh, Verhoeven on this movie. The production value of all of this stuff is super duper A+. It, like, it looks so good. The sets look so expensive and so detailed. Absolutely love every bit of these scenes. Yeah, and I don't know if picking it being nighttime worked out to their benefit, but it so. seems like it must. I think so. I, especially with those drop ships on the ground because they're not like actual real ships. They were props. So I'm sure the darkness made it look a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I did like that they even went through the fact that they shot those flares in the sky to illuminate the battlefield, which was cool, you know. Right. Um, we get to see that cool uh, nuking of the plasma bugs, which was... Uh, You'd think that they would just start firing those nukes all over the all place. All over right? the place. Just keep on firing them. I thought that too. Just keep on firing those nukes. <laughs> Fire it right away. Wow, that was really successful. All right, let's not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Not Never until the again. end of the movie, please. <laughs> um, we get to one of the first encounters with a bug, and it takes five soldiers to take it out. One of the like soldier bugs or whatever. It takes five soldiers to take it out in like over the span of like a minute yeah that's not good that is not good <laughs> that's not good no seems like a death trap like this mission is not going to go well exactly it's yeah. probably a pretty small percentage chance of succeeding yeah <laughs> uh gruesome death after gruesome death and ace failing as a squad leader yes what do i do <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Kill them. Kill them all. <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> and then the next words are retreat. <laughs> <laughs> and this is at the point where we have finally made it back to the beginning minutes of the movie. This yep. is where we get to see it. it's coming. It's coming all together. So at this point, it's been a year right, now right. since we first met everybody. So. I guess everything goes past the year after this now. Um, we get to see uh, the camera guy. Or we get to see the reporter get killed. We get to see that the camera guy just keeps on filming. Yeah, <laughs> he just yeah. keeps on filming. And uh, maybe we get to see Rico die. Maybe. Right. We're not quite sure at this point yet. I mean, we kind of think he's dead, but we're not Seems quite sure like at this point. Um, we get some more federal network action. Uh, 100,000 dead in an hour. Super gory imagery. Uh, Sky Marshal Denny's resigns uh, for underestimating the bug response to the invasion. Sky Marshal Tahat Maru, that's the most Star Trekian name you could yeah. even choose, Tahat Maru, uh, takes over. She's taking a little bit of a different approach. Uh, we must understand the bug to kill the bug. <laughs> what, a, what a great approach, lady. Thanks. <laughs> Would you like to know more? <laughs> Uh, the bug and I love this argument about the bug intelligence between the two talking heads on yeah. this. Uh, basically, they come down to the fact that the only way that they could have the only way that bugs could be intelligent is if there's some sort of like hierarchy of brain bugs, which you know turns out to be true. Right, right. Um, and I do like how the one dude basically says like, and frankly, I find the idea of an intelligent bug like offensive. Just offensive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, I found the name of the ship. The Roger Young. The Roger <laughs> Young. The Roger Young has made its way to the space station Ticonda, Ticonderoga. <laughs> Ticonderoga. Ticonderoga. I wish I, wish I would have done some research on that name because I really enjoyed that word. Ticonderoga. Yeah. What, a na- what a word. What a name. What a thing, you know. 
Uh, the rest of the fleet really isn't looking so great. They're all pretty much falling apart and looking pretty defeated at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get to see Carmen in the infirmary right away and lots of dead soldiers, even though, or injured soldiers, even though they even make the comment that there's hardly any injured because yeah. they don't take bugs, don't take prisoners. Yeah. Um, she goes over and is going to go check out to see uh, if uh, Rico's still alive and He's been killed in action. He's K-I-A. Been killed in action. Oh my God! No, not Rico. Not Rico. I uh, love Rico. <laughs> I used to love Rico, but I don't really love Rico anymore. But I'm sad that he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not really dead though. He's, he's not in dead. Some green healing tub or something, which is <laughs> badass. It is in my really cool. uh, Obviously, you think of Dragon Ball Z with the freaking. I forget what they call it in that, yes, but you know, yes. it's like a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, hyperbolic something. chamber. Well, right? no, not the no, hyperbolic yeah, now chamber. Now I'm thinking the time chamber, but whatever the hell it is. But yes. They do that with Goku on Namek, and it takes 300 episodes for him to heal. <laughs> but that's what makes me think of. And she's like, three more days, Johnny, and you're good to go. And then she kisses the tank, and he doesn't hate it all of a he sudden. He doesn't hate it. Now he kind of likes her a little yeah, bit. Like, Maybe ooh. he's. After that last time I saw Carmen with Xander again, I don't even like her anymore. <laughs> even you're starting to look good, Diz. <laughs> I also liked that scene quite a bit, and uh, the green fluid just reminded me of antifreeze. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I liked the close-up on the machine stitching his leg. It looked really good, just like all the other effects in this movie. It really held up. Yeah, It was very good looking. Seriously. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Uh, we finally get to meet the Roughnecks and Gabriel from The Walking Dead. His name's actually Watkins, but I will always think of him as Gabriel from The Walking Obviously. Dead. Obviously. And uh, he is a twig in this movie. <laughs> he really is very skinny. He's pretty buff, actually. He's, when he's buff yeah. for being as skinny as yes, he is. Yes, agreed. For agreed. sure. Yeah, and he, I mean... He looks the same, but he also looks a lot younger. Yeah. 25 years younger. <laughs> yeah, and foreshadowing a little bit to one of the first scenes when he's walking around, he is holding a gun the size of him. And yes. it made me think those guns must weigh like a pound. Because yes. like, there's no way that's... No. <laughs> it just... I was wondering that too because they all have realistic like bolt action in their firing and it's like ejecting cartridges and stuff. And yeah. I, I I don't recall now looking if they had muzzle flashes. They must have. Must have. But I don't know if that was digitally added later or if they actually had muzzle flashes because, you know, blank ammunition is still dangerous. Right. You couldn't have... 40 plus people with these prop guns firing blanks everywhere right yeah yeah so maybe they were just like mechanically like something moved that action to make it look like it was firing and right. just kicked out blank shells or cartridges or whatever you want to call them i'm not a gun guy yeah same. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it was cool that they all looked realistic and they looked like right. they all functioned i like that a lot but you're right that gun was enormous it, it was, was huge the scope was so humongous yeah. that it was kind of comical <laughs> And who's the lieutenant of the ruck, Roughnecks? The Rucknecks. I already did it. The Roughnecks. Uh, Johnny's old teacher, Mr. Razjek. How Hell about yeah. that, huh? Uh, and he That's only... pretty cool. You kind of get sucked into like, okay, these guys are badass. Yeah, yeah. Because they all defended the lieutenant right before that. Yep, because, you saved my life. Yeah, because what, what's his nuts? Busey, I forget what he says. He says like, he's a, I heard he's a real hard ass or something, something like that. Something like that. Rich. Like, 
Or you said like a cunt punch or something like that. I swear. <laughs> sure. I don't remember that, but I hope it was. I don't know. It was something like that. And then, bam, she wails him, and then they all start defending him. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, he's he a saved, badass. He saved my life. He saved my life. I, do, I don't remember exactly what he said, but I do remember thinking like, I don't think that's necessarily a an insult to somebody like a lieutenant of a platoon or a company or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, you'd think you'd want to be kind of portrayed as like a hard ass or something right right but still he gets his ass kicked immediately by yes, a lady <laughs> way to go um uh lieutenant razchek only has one rule everyone fights no one quits you don't do your job and i'll shoot you i mean that's two rules right yeah, yeah, yeah that's two rules and uh, that was two rules sir bam <laughs> told you i'd shoot you yeah they should have done that in the movie you get me sir we get you sir sir we get you sir <laughs> welcome to the roughnecks Razzcheck's Roughnecks. Razzcheck's Roughnecks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty badass. It is very badass. It's You really cheer for these people, even though they're inherently evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have a new battle plan. They're going to go clean out the outlying planets one at a time. Um, the Roughnecks get the take on Tango Urilla. Um, after the fleet glasses the planet, we get to go in and mop up. Sounds like a good plan. I don't know why they didn't do that to begin with. Right. (laughs) Why don't you go in there with some air support if you have all of these spaceships that can go bomb the planet? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) And on Tango Urella, the fleet is doing just that. Some great VFX, once again, blowing up those bugs, and you almost have some sympathy for them when they're getting exploded, and that one bug, like, basically dies front and center on the camera, and it's like... (laughs) You, like, almost have some sympathy. Sympathy yeah, for them. Yeah. Almost have some sympathy for them. Uh, with all those bugs on the surface taken out, it's time for the Roughnecks to go spread out and mop up. And you locate a bug hole, nuke it. Nuke it. Nuke it. And Ace is pumped to do it. Uh, Rico and crew find a bug hole. Yeah. And they nuke it. <laughs> Good job, guys. Uh, the flamethrower bug emerges from the ground. I think this is my favorite bug. Yeah. Of the movie. For sure. Like, I love the electrical current that it has going through its antennas to, like, ignite the stuff that it's spraying out. Is that stuff that it's spraying out the same stuff that ends up all over Johnny when it explodes? I'm guessing. So, but it's not acidic unless it's ignited. Right. I guess. But whatever. Uh, Rico (laughs) does save the day, which we just kind of ruined by shooting a hole into the top of the bug, which... This is one instance where the CGI does not hold up. Yeah. Because he's standing on top of this bug just on his two feet and the thing's like flailing all around and there's no way he would have been able to stand up there and it just didn't look that great. Right. That's all right. But but. so much of the rest holds up so well that you're like, that's fine. Yep, that's fine. I can just move past that. That looks 90s. Not a big deal. And it's still cool. It's still very cool. I mean, he shoots the hole in that bug, throws that grenade right in there and it gets him promoted to corporal. (laughs) Way to go, dude. Yeah. And at first, again, having not seen this, I'm thinking, what the hell is he doing shooting so many times right there? And then, okay. Yeah. Okay. That was pretty sick. When he's finally laying on top of the bug and holding on to the hole, yeah. like he should have been like that almost immediately. Right. Or finding some other way to hold on to the bug and then shooting into the side of it to throw the bomb in that way. Right, right. I just had a hard time watching him stand on top of that bug because it just defied the laws of physics. Exactly. <laughs> Man, Rico's got balance. He's got hell. A balance. 
Uh, you're my new corporal until you're dead or I find someone better. And Diz finally gets squad leader. So good for her. That's pretty cool. So that's what she wanted. She's yeah. really looking forward to it. So that's a little bit of a win for her. It's time for a little R&R after the successful battle. And I expect the best and I give the best. <laughs> Here's the beer. Here's the beer. Here's the entertainment. <laughs> it's two footballs, a couple soccer balls, and a green violin <laughs> that violin. somehow... Uh, Busey can just play amazingly. So he is playing a violin earlier in the in the barracks when oh, they're first. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he yeah. is playing one earlier, but still, that's the only still. time he plays it. And is there anything more 90s than a neon green violin, electric violin? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I love it. And yes. When I saw Obviously. that thing in there, I forgot that it was in there. I was like, wow, that is A+. Plus. Way to go, guys. And just like we've asked. Uh, you've asked me, do you think Michelle Pfeiffer was doing her own stunts? And I said, probably not. Do you think he was playing the violin? So I thought about that, and I want to say yes. So do I, because I, I don't know how it works, but is that not one of the harder instruments to fake? I would assume so, because it would just look bad, because the way he's pulling the bow across the strings, I am no violinist. Yeah, I, am no, yeah, yeah. I am no string instrument expert. But it seemed to go with the music. It seemed you know? to go with the music. And he wasn't like overly fidgeting with his fingers, making it look like, oh, I'm trying to play the violin as an Right, actor. right, right. So I think he might I know how to play might, the violin. Which makes it way cooler. Way cooler. Like, Verhoeven was like, hey, I heard that you know how to play the violin there, Busey. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I do. You want to put it in the movie? Sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> but under one condition, it's got to be neon green. <laughs> Check. Check. We can do that. We can do that. <laughs> you want it neon purple? I, we'll go green. But We'll go green. Yeah, but you want purple? We got purple, too. Done. <laughs> and then finally, Razcheck goes, have fun. That's an order. That's an order. <laughs> but, sir, there's only four balls and like a hundred of us. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. That's what the beer's for. <laughs> Oh, boy. Everyone's getting down to that electric violin, and Diz does ask Rico to dance, and he shuts her down. I don't do that anymore. Don't make me pull rank, <laughs> bitch. He's like, she's like, yes, sir. Sorry. Yeah, and I'm. what happened from the hyperbaric chamber rejuvenation thing where he's like, I kind of liked that kiss, and now he's like, don't make me pull rank. The only thing I can think of is because he was promoted to corporal. Maybe he's not supposed to do that stuff oh, in the okay. military hierarchy. I've been corporal for like... 30 minutes now. Right. Like nobody would even probably yeah. care at all. So whatever, Rico, you're being a douche. Right. And then as <laughs> soon as like his boss is like, hey, you, I told you not to get You said wanted advice the one time. Don't fuck up a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, that's all I needed. Sure, all dance. sure, sure. And then he makes Watkins hold his beer. He goes, beer. Thanks. Don't ask nicely or anything. <laughs> yeah. Which, to be fair, Watkins kind of just threw it on his chest, true, too. True, true. Very which true. Which I thought was funny. But. <laughs> Very true. So, like we said, Johnny does not pass up that good thing and goes to dance with Diz. And maybe a little more. Wink, wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> what are you doing after the dance? <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> you obviously there was definitely no rest and relaxation in that tent no <laughs> <laughs> so diz and johnny are trying to get busy at this point and diz is confessing her love for johnny and uh she goes i love you johnny and he's just like mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. he doesn't say anything yeah he's like He's playing Carmen in this part. I love you. Mm, <laughs> mm, tight lips. Mm-hmm, 
you know, when anybody says I love you to somebody on a battlefield, that generally means they're going to die. It does. <laughs> Almost every time. Which I didn't see coming. <laughs> nope, not one bit. Uh, busted by Razcheck, though. Rico, we're moving out. Report in 10 minutes. I guess make it 20. Make it 20. <laughs> And then they look at each other. We can do it. Yeah, we can do it. We, we, can, can, we can do it. <laughs> Which, you know, the guy is, of course, saying, we can do it. She's probably thinking, well, I hope so. Yeah, you better. <laughs> uh, we get to go out on their newest mission on planet P now. And the, which is, they never, they don't say that it's on a different planet until after we get off of this planet. And then they reference it as planet P. Mm. Which I wish they would have said something before they even got there. That they were right. going to a different planet. Because it looked exactly the same as the last planet. It did. Whatever. Uh, we get down to Planet P. The communications officer gets the gets picked up and taken away by a flying bug. Just gets skewered right through the chest there right <laughs> yep. away. Uh, Razcheck puts one in his chest and kills him. And he said, I'd expect any one of you to do the same for me. Um, and uh, Rico makes acting sergeant. So he's just moving right up the ranks. Moving right up. This is how Carmen moved up. <laughs> <laughs> now, now he's catching up. Like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> He's like, uh, so, uh, Lieutenant Razcheck, who else is in front of me? Oh, that guy over there. Yeah. Can I have his spot now? <laughs> I guess. I guess. <laughs> you just killed him. <laughs> <laughs> they do make it to the outpost that they were trying to get to, and I don't necessarily recall them even saying that that's what they were trying to do when they got on the planet. Right. All of a sudden, they're just at this outpost. Did they mention it before that they before they got there? I don't remember it either. I don't recall that either. Either way, they're at that out, outpost now, and everybody's dead. Uh turns out that the bugs came through the, a hole in the mess hall. Uh, those dirty bugs came right in when they were having chow. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the first real evidence of the brain bug. Yeah. It's a very nasty scene, but it's played for great comedy. Yeah, yeah. The way Razcheck's like digging around in his head, yeah. like it becomes gruesome, and then you're like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> She's empty. Ugh. You know what that means. <laughs> no brain. <laughs> no brain in there. <laughs> Uh, we do hear some like banging in the background then, and it turns out that the general is hiding in a freezer. Yeah. And that's General Denonese, right? Isn't that who that is? Yeah. yeah okay. I wasn't sure because they never say his name in it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the same dude that resigned earlier. Uh, <clears throat> what a douche, I guess, for hiding in the... <laughs> what a douche. <laughs> what a douche. <laughs> he had to evade capture, right? He's right. got sensitive knowledge. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, and then we find out the roughnecks do discover at that point that it's a trap because they find out that the brain bug made the dude at the communications counter call in the distress call that made them come there originally. So Razcheck screams, prepare for an attack. <laughs> um, do you like this fight, this battle scene that they do next, taking all those bugs on? Are you a fan of it? Mm. It's one of my least one awesome least, parts of the movie. Yes. It's got some of the better deaths in it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like when that the douche we were just talking yes. about gets the karma and yes. dies, obviously. It is the weakest of the three big fight scenes. Correct. Because it seems the most implausible. They yes. should have been able to overrun that pretty quickly. Yep. Uh, but we do get to see... Uh, well, before we get to that, I want to say that it was funny when... Uh, the general was like, just kill me, just shoot me. And Rastrick's like, sure, okay, we're going we're gonna to just shoot you right in the face, I guess. And Johnny's like, whoa, he's not in his right mind. Why don't you just hold off a second? Don't, yeah, don't yeah. shoot him in the face yet. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get bugs, bugs, bugs. And then the battle begins. 
the best deaths in this for me are the general being clobbered, like you just said, which yeah. is the best ever. Uh, the tower dudes getting melted at the very end. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. And then the dude that gets the top of his head chopped off. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> that one stuck with me a little bit. Yeah. I was like, dang, that one, whoa. <laughs> Uh, Diz finally gets that call out for a retrieval mission. I hope you can find a crazy pilot. Guess who that crazy pilot's going to be? Carmen. No way. <laughs> who else would it be? No, we're <laughs> never going to see each other again, I thought. Uh, the compound is completely surrounded, and uh, MI makes their final stand. Ammunition running low, and the rescue finally arrives. And Raschek gets his legs bitten off. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Rico puts one right in his chest. I feel like he probably could have lived through that, the missing Same. of the legs, right? Rico, you know what to do. Try to save you and bring you with us? No, shoot me in the chest. Yeah. No. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, why didn't he shoot him in the face? But, <laughs> it's because I don't know for sure that that one shot in the chest would kill him as fast as it did. True. Very true. Because it was right in the center. He didn't even aim for the heart or anything. I was wondering that, too, when Raschek did take out that communications officer. Like, why didn't you shoot him in the head? Like, yeah. the chest shot may not have killed him right away. Right. He probably right. suffered for a little bit on account. Yeah. But who knows? But he uh, seems to die right away. So, like, <laughs> Seems to die right away. So you're right. It worked. And then right after that, Diz ends up getting skewered by another bug after blowing up that big fire bug that's in there. I get it. She had to die. But why not die from the fire bug or something like that? I guess you want that last scene with her, you know, but still, it was kind of weird. There should have been a little bit more time between that. Yeah, I think Like you said, we should have seen that coming that she's going to die, but I didn't somehow. So (laughs) I was thinking how badass that was that she just did that and killed the bug and then... Boom. Dead. Boom. Right after that. Dead. 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 No chance. <laughs> they do get her on that uh, drop ship to evacuate her out. And she's like, Johnny, I'm dying. I'm dying. It was kind of weirdly acted, if you ask me, but that's yeah. okay. And uh, she finally says her last words, right, are, it's all right. I got to have you. Oh. Right. <laughs> and he's secretly like, oh, my God. <laughs> you guys didn't hear that. Did you? <laughs> that, didn't act, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> uh, once we get up to the spaceship with uh, with Xander and uh, Carmen, uh, Rico wants to, to turn the planet to glass. But there's other plans for Planet P, the brain bug. We get to see Dizzy's funeral. And once again, ultra, ultra, ultra Star Trek. Like it made me think of Spock's death. He dies and then he gets shot out in the space. Like every other space movie getting the coffin shot out yeah. in the space. But it just made me think of Star Trek big time again with that. Well, this was a good scene. Yes. A powerful scene. It really is. And I think Rico sounds like a good sergeant right here. Like, present oh. Like yeah. he just does it really good. He does. He's really stepped into his role and really made it evident that he deserves to be where he is. Yeah. There's no mistake that he should be where he is. Right. Correct. Well, we get the return of the SS officer Carl. Like it's just blatant SS, you know, Nazi SS uniform that he's wearing. I don't yep. know how people didn't like notice that when the movie came out. That yeah. this is blatant Nazi imagery. Right. You know? Right. I, Maybe people didn't know it, notice it, but weren't, it wasn't so talked about because it was still kind of pre-internet a little bit. And yeah. This movie did really take off post-internet, you know, yeah. being a cult hit and all. Um, turns out that Carl knew it was a trap and he sent all those people to death anyways. Yep. What a <laughs> jackass. We're in this for the species, boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Jeepers, okay, Carl. Carl. <laughs> The fact that it was a trap proves that the brain, that the bugs have intelligence, so there must be a brain bug on P. And they're going back. They're going back. <laughs> Rico's the new lieutenant of the Roughnecks until he gets killed or Carl finds someone better. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we're back on Planet P again, and Rico's in charge, and uh, they're old men now. <laughs> Rico gives the fresh meat the same speech he got when he joined the Roughnecks. Everyone fights, nobody quits, you don't do your job, I'll kill you myself. Welcome to the Roughnecks. It's pretty sweet. Yes. Rico's <laughs> Roughnecks. Rico's Roughnecks. So now we're going to go pay a visit to Bug City and look for that smart bug. A bug they have never seen before. So you don't really know what you're looking for at this point. Right. Although I would assume that Carl probably has some intelligence on what it should look like. Yeah. And maybe give that information to the people that are looking for it. You would think. <laughs> but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> And uh, the fact that so they're going back to see it and they also assume that the brain bug and the bugs know that they're coming back to see them anyways, coming back to try to capture them anyways. Right. Uh, The fleet in space is getting destroyed by the plasma shots at this point and Carmen and Xander are navigating the plasma blast just as they are about to jump to warp to escape. They get destroyed by a plasma blast at this point. It's for real. (laughs) At least they really (laughs) do get destroyed Uh, with the ship exploding all around them. Xander Xander and Carmen manage to escape via escape pod. Uh, They lost their captain, who looked a whole hell of a lot like Captain Janeway from Star Trek Voyager, uh, by getting chopped in half by the door. That is rough. That was rough. Yikes. She's really going down with the ship this time. (laughs) She's going down with the ship. She's going down. (laughs) And then she finally says abandoned ship. Like, I feel like that should have been said like an hour ago. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Rico gets word that the Roger Young went down and they're just basically like, all right, time to move on, you know, and uh, Watkins wanted to go like, uh, oh, no, that's not at this point yet. Rico does get word that the Roger Young went down. Carmen and Xander crash land near Rico, convenient, and his roughnecks, (laughs) uh, but it was well underground and Johnny and Carmen make radio contact with each other. But the situation, she says, Carmen says, extremely hostile, Yeah, (laughs) extremely (laughs) hostile. Uh, both Xander and Carmen are effectively captured by the bugs. Um, assuming that Xander and Carmen are dead, the Roughnecks continue on their mission. There was a little bit of a, like, Watkins wanted to go still try to go find them, but then Rico was like, uh, we know they're dead, so we're going to continue on with our mission. So. Yeah. Cold-blooded, but, I mean, that's the military life for you, right. I guess. Um, back with Xander and Carmen at this point, and the brain bug finally gets revealed to us. Pretty gruesome-looking object. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Yes. Um, at this point, the Roughnecks have traveled down into the cave system of Bug City, and they get to a fork in the cave. Um, Rico gets a feeling. He just gets a feeling. feeling. <laughs> and he takes two volunteers with him to go after Carmen and Xander. He just knows they're in that direction. He knows it. Um... Well, help didn't come soon enough for Xander. <laughs> nope. He gets his brain sucked right out, but not before he not, not before he passes that knife off to Carmen, though. So yeah. This is the point where the knife comes into play again. Correct. <laughs> Someday, someone like me is going to kill you. <laughs> that was grody for sure. It even had the suctioning sounds, and it seemed like Xander was presented as if he was alive a lot longer than he probably would have been during the brain sucking yes yes but still it made it more gruesome made it more horror story-ish you right, know right, horror right. film-ish so um it was still good it was really cool it was just gross <laughs> now it's time for carmen's turn with the old brain slurp she gets her she gets to slice off that proboscis luckily for her though at this point johnny and crew show up with a nuke preventing the bug from the bugs from killing carmen you know what this is right 
<laughs> the brain bug is on full retreat at this point, and uh, Roughnecks are forced to shoot themselves of an, out of another bad situation. Um, Watkins gets sliced, making him the sacrifice. Yep. So you need that always in these uh, types of movies. And everyone escapes because of Watkins. You trying to be a hero, Watkins? I'm trying to kill some bugs, sir. <laughs> <laughs> And then they get out of there, and Ace, Rico, and Carmen outrun a nuclear explosion. Yeah. So, good job, guys. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Okay. <laughs> All kidding aside, apparently, the three of them outran an actual explosion in this scene. Like, there was an actual explosion behind them. Yeah. It was pumped up with VFX and stuff in post-production, but they had a one-take scene where something exploded behind them, and the three of them ran out of this cave. Jeez. So, I mean, way to go. Uh, commitment to the bit. Yeah. And apparently, uh, uh, Carmen, what's her actual name? Denise what's, Richards. Denise Richards was told, if anybody falls, pick them up and keep going okay. before the scene was shot. So, right. Because we only got one shot. We only got one shot at this. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I'm sure they weren't in any type of real danger and explosion. They probably mean like a, a low-yield like movie set fireball or something right, you know, that was right, right. obviously pumped up in uh, in post-production but we find out that the federation has captured that brain bug at this point and they get to ask what's it thinking colonel it's afraid it's afraid it's afraid <laughs> so nazis nazis yeah jeepers jeepers creepers <laughs> Oh, Carl, Carmen, and Rico at this point are reunited. And it was Carl that told Rico where to find Carmen via his mind powers. Yeah, so, that's classified. That's classified. So he couldn't do humans before, but now he can. Now he can. <laughs> now he can. <laughs> you know, when it's the three of us together, I feel like things might just work out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're right, Carmen. We have one of their brains now. Pretty soon, we will know how they think, and then we'll know how to beat them. And then one day, this will all be over. Everyone will forget that this was the moment that when all of this turned. It wasn't the might of the fleet or a special weapon. It was a drill instructor that captured a brain. Way to go, Zim! Like, super awesome. Super awesome. So cool. What a great closure to that dude's story because he has fucking rocked this movie from beginning to yeah. end. Every scene he's in, yeah. he's rocked it. 100%. He, he deserves to have like the fawning world over him saying you captured the bug you're gonna be a worldwide hero now right go down in history right i mean i can't imagine that carl says that they're gonna forget it but i can't imagine that they're gonna forget that he captured <laughs> can't there's imagine. no way i can't yeah. imagine i can't imagine one more time with the federal network here and uh what mysteries will the brain bug reveal once we understand the bug we will defeat it all those probes. Yeah. Just right in the mouth. And right things in the like, mouth. Things like... <laughs> Join up now. We have the ships. We have the weapons. We need the soldiers. Like Carmen, Ace, and Rico. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you apes. Do you want to live forever? Service guarantees citizenship. <laughs> they'll keep fighting, and they'll win. <laughs> Roll credits. Roll credits. Roll credits. Man, dude. What it's, did you think? It's a great movie. Damn, it, dude. It's really good. I'm super stoked that Jake suggested this. I've heard it referenced a bajillion times in other movies. I told Drew last week when we were recording that I think of Harold and Kumar 2 when NPH is doing mushrooms and gets stopped <laughs> by the police officer and he goes, I got two words for you. Starship 
fucking troopers. <laughs> I forgot that that was in the movie. <laughs> it's in the movie. I and so, that. I don't know, I went into this for whatever reason thinking, not thinking that I wouldn't like the movie, but thinking it was going to be more of a joke. And while it is a joke, I don't know, I just like it. It's got that perfect, like cheesiness to it but the action is still really good i love anything in space like i said before they're all really good actors and side note one of the first things i thought about johnny rico's he would probably be a good batman just his facial structure again dang casper van dean batman batman i like that's a good looking bruce wayne and he's got the facial structure for when he's in the suit but I don't know why I always think of that, but we started with Batman, so a lot of it uh, goes back to Batman. But yeah, the movie is great. It's really good. Like I said, I watched it on YouTube TV, and then I bought it right, right nice. away. So uh, what did you think, Drew? Um, it's a movie that I have seen um, two or three times before we did it for the podcast, and it's a movie that I hadn't seen in many, many years. And I'm really glad to have revisited it. So thanks a lot, Jacob, for making us revisit this movie when we did. I'm sure we would have gotten to it at some point. Mm -hmm. But I absolutely love this movie. These militaristic, like, sci-fi fantasy films, they hit all my buttons, you know? And the fact that it is a little goofy, it's a little wacky, it's weird, it's satiristic, it's funny. Like, it hits all my buttons, what I want out of a movie like this. The cheesiness isn't played out. It's not dumb. It's cheesy, and you like it. Right, right. It's just a great movie from beginning to end. You don't, it's two hours and nine minutes. It doesn't ever feel like two hours and nine minutes. No, it doesn't. There's no downtime in it. There's no like, well, we can do without this segment. We don't need need this whole half an hour of a movie, you know? It all feels needed. It all feels worth your time. And it feels like a movie that if you go back and watch it in 20 years from now, it's still going to hold up. Agreed. It's still going to play on those things that we talked about with fascism, and it's still going to play on the nostalgia for what it was like to have a big budget '90s action movie. Right. Because that's a that's a they're a they're a beast unto themselves. You know those '90s action movies. Yep. This really kind of like. I don't know. It's kind of almost the top of the mountain. It takes all of those things and puts them all together and really presents it in a really awesome and fun package. Right, right. Really love this movie from beginning to end. It's so good. It's so good. It's so really, really good. I hate to leave this movie behind, but it's time to move on to our homework. I know, assignment. I know. Man, it's it's always a treat when a movie is this fun to talk about. Agreed. And we've Agreed. only done 25 episodes, and this movie is in that top five range. Oh, for sure. Top five 100%. Range. Not quite ready to put it on the heels of Top Gun experience yeah, for good. me, That's but good. this was a really good one. It's everything Mars Attacks wasn't. Yes, <laughs> and you know what? We didn't even mention that. It's such an interesting uh, juxtaposition between these two movies because yeah. it was aliens invading earth and now it's earthlings invading alien planets right it's we've had these happy coincidences and i love that we've had these happy coincidences instead of just having no chance against the aliens like in mars attacks it's we're on the offensive in this one and like we said it's bugs and everyone hates bugs everybody hates bugs so fuck the bugs (laughs) fuck the bugs we were the assholes in this one Uh, but that homework assignment that we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing a single episode of Salute Your Shorts. Nice. Uh, were you a fan of Salute Your Shorts, Trav? Obviously. Obviously. It was one of my favorite Nickelodeon live action shows for sure. It definitely blew the socks off of Hey Dude. Oh, yeah. Hey Dude <laughs> stood no chance no to Salute chance Your Shorts. Salute Your Shorts. Uh, the episode we are going to be doing is the first episode of season one called The First Day. So I'm sure you can infer that that means it's their first day at summer camp since that's what this show revolves around um it was released june 1st 1991 
one. It was created by Steve Slavkin. It's based on the Salute Your Shorts, Life at Summer Camp by Steve Slavkin and Thomas Hill. It's starring Kirk Bailey, um, who was Ugg. And Ugg went on to do a bunch of stuff. Like he voice acted in Cowboy Bebop, Trigun. He appeared on Star Trek Voyager and in NYPD Blue. We got Megan Berwick and we got Michael Bauer, who was Donkey Lips. Um, he did some TV after Salute Your Shorts, and he was in X-Files. He did a lot of video game stuff, too, after Salute Your Shorts. Like, he is in Red Dead Redemption as the local population. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. Um, he also had some voice acting in GTA 4 and Star Wars The Old Republic. Ooh, one of my favorites ever. I need to play that game. Uh, Danny Crooksy, who is Bobby Budnick, um, an extensive filmography. You recognize that guy. Obviously. Anybody from the 90s would recognize him. He was in Terminator 2 and did also a ton of other TV work. An actress named Venus de Milo. I feel really bad for her for being named after a classical sculpture, but <laughs> I guess if your last name's de Milo, you might as well name your daughter Venus. Right? I guess. I guess. Tim Esther, who played Sponge, and he hasn't done much since Salute Your Shorts, and he was the character I probably identified with the most with mm-hmm. Sponge in this show. Heidi Lucas and Eric MacArthur also had Blake Salper. It was narrated by Steve Slavkin. The number of seasons is two. The number of episodes is 26 total episodes across two seasons. It was produced in Los Angeles, California, and you can find it on Paramount+. Plus. You cannot find a physical copy of this show anywhere. So it weird. does not exist. So... Find it on Paramount Plus. I didn't look, but I'm sure there are episodes on YouTube also. Probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, on Paramount Plus, unfortunately, because Paramount Plus is weird with Nickelodeon stuff, only 12 of the 26 episodes over the two seasons are available on Paramount Plus. So weird. And it's not even, it's like, it's not even like, you know, half of the season, like a block of episodes. Like mm-hmm. it has episode one, four, six, you know, it's like random just very very random so it's going to be a quick hit an episode since we're only doing one 22 minute child show you know what i mean (laughs) yeah it's going to be fun to relive it and so we're going to probably come with maybe a couple a little bit of different things for that show when we record it so i'm excited to do that one trav it's going to be fun to do agreed why don't you hit me with those emails sure thing before we get to those emails though i just want to say Being the 25th episode, I'd like to say I'm super appreciative that we have gotten this far Mm -hmm. and that you asked me about a year ago to do this in the first place. Well, just to talk on that, I don't know who else I would have asked to do this because it means, I mean, I could have asked a whole bunch of different people to ask, but you were like the perfect person to do this podcast with. You know what I mean? Thank you. It's... I couldn't have done this show without you, honestly. It's been a lot of fun. It's brought us closer. Yeah. It's brought me closer to other people we work with. Mm -hmm. So shout out Jesse, Ryan, Ben, Jake, anyone who's been listening, Rob, James, that talks to us about it. It's awesome. Jake from Triple Falls, Grum, all the guys at Triple Falls, anyone suggesting stuff. uh, It's it's got this whole new place of nostalgia in my head. Yeah. this stuff is obviously already super nostalgic, but a lot of this stuff we've done, I haven't seen. So mm-hmm. it's somehow binging it so many times makes it seem like I've seen it yeah. a long time ago now. And it, this is random, but the new Flash trailer, I know you're not supposed to talk about current things, but they're bringing Michael Keaton back as Batman. And I could have watched that trailer a year ago if that had came out and thought absolutely nothing of it. Like, this is not Batman. But the 
my heart was racing seeing him come back and say, I'm Batman. You know, it's pretty damn cool. You told me off of this podcast that you love Christian Bale's Batman still, but right now I default to Michael Keaton as who I think of as Batman. Isn't that weird? I mean, he's Batman. He's Batman. I saw some interview recently with Danny DeVito where he just said Michael Keaton is Batman. They tried to say, well, what about Bono? He said, no. Michael Keaton is Batman. Michael Keaton is Batman. And now I think that, too. It's crazy. But, yeah, I just uh, wanted to say this has been a lot of fun, and I can't wait to keep doing it for another 2,500, 250 episodes. Whatever it is, and I'm excited to keep doing it, too, and I'm glad that you still have a passion for it, because I still have a passion for it. Fuck yeah, (laughs) since this is explicit. (laughs) Fuck yeah! (laughs) Fuck yeah! But, yeah, let's get into some of these emails. So... Uh, first one isn't so much an email, but I wrote it down that Jake from Triple Falls has another homework suggestion for us, and it is the movie Species. He says he just rewatched it, and it's peak 90s everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've really been enjoying these uh, explicit episodes, so another rated R movie. I'm down. I'm down. Let's do it. And has does this one have Sigourney Weaver? No. No. That's she's alien. an alien. Yeah, that's alien. But and I aliens. feel like I've seen Species, but I... I can't remember for sure. So. You would recognize the actress. Okay. I can't remember her name, but you would recognize her. Sure. Is there anything in the movie where they're like in the sewers? Yes. Like... Yes. Okay. I believe so. I think I've seen this, but that's another one of those. I haven't seen it in forever, so it should be awesome. So our next email here comes from Jake, and he says, As an avid listener to Overdone Steak Podcast, I am absolutely livid that you made fun of the best worst movie I've rewatched as an adult. I cannot believe the staff at Over Easy Egg Incorporation would have the audacity to mock such an amazingly awfully thought out and in-depth movie such as Mars Attacks. Sincerely yours, Jake. Well, Jake... You're a son of a bitch. You're a son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't care what you think. All right? But anyway, he says, laugh all out. Just kidding. I picked it because it was one of those movies that seemed scary and good as a child, but when I rewatched it as an adult, I realized how actually bad it was. And speaking of Terminator as a movie, you would have. I thought you would have brought back any of those movies you have not already queued up. I would love to hear Drew make Arnold voices for an hour. You and me both, Jake. You and Let's me. See what both. I could do. <laughs> I can't wait for the next Arnold movie for you. <laughs> but uh, he did hit us with one more here too, and he says, "If you could become any character from a superhero movie in the '80s and '90s, who would it be?" But they do not have to have superpowers to be a hero. Just saying. And if this has already been done, just skip it. But it has not been so. What do you got, Drew? So I'm privy to these emails, too, as you are, and uh, the listener emails before we get to recording. And I took that email as any hero in any movie, not necessarily a superhero movie, per se. Right, right. Okay? So I jotted down a couple quick ones that I thought of right off the top of my head. Uh, Robocop. He's okay. kind of a superhero superhero. Yeah. But he's a total badass. He eats baby food, which is a downfall. I don't want to eat baby <laughs> food. And he did get shot in the groin. I don't want to do that either. Ouch. Yeah. So minus that. that stuff. Minus that stuff. Robocop. Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> also, like Flash Gordon. That'd be really cool. Have you ever seen that movie, Flash Gordon? I have not, but Qu- I've heard of Flash Gordon. Queen does the whole soundtrack. Flash. Ha He'll <laughs> save every one of us. I just save every one of us. <laughs> it's good. It's so bad. It's good. It's so bad. It's good. Marty McFly. That'd be a really cool. He's kind of. 
kind of a superhero, right? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool to be Marty McFly. Yeah. Uh, minus the making out with your mom stuff. That, I don't want to do that. But <laughs> no, no, those no, are the no. ones that I thought of right away. So I think that would be pretty cool. Nice. I like it. So I did go the superhero route. So the first thing I think of is Blade because I'm privy to wanting to be badass at martial arts. Ooh. So, I mean, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah. But then it comes with the whole I'm a vampire and I got to drink blood type yeah. sitch. Well, you're a daywalker, though. I'm a daywalker, but he still has to drink yeah. the serum or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So he doesn't need blood, but he needs something. If he doesn't have the serum, he needs blood. I don't want blood. So <laughs> I blood. went with Batman, motherfuckers. <laughs> I always love Batman. So, yeah, I got four Batmans to choose from. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Keaton's Batman. Oh, I thought you were going to say Clooney. <laughs> I thought about it. Keaton's Batman. <laughs> Clooney does grind dinosaurs, though. Clooney does grind dinosaurs. That sounds really dirty. There was apparently a rumor that Clooney was going to come back as Batman for James Gunn ha- wants to do a new Batman now that Ben Affleck will have his last Batman okay. role in this Flash okay. movie. But Cl- he said, no, absolutely not. Ha- <sighs> Clooney didn't say no. James Gunn said, absolutely not. Really? <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be someone we have no idea who he is, apparently. Not Robert Pattinson. With all this multiverse stuff, I can't believe it hasn't. Clooney hasn't come back. I know. I feel like at this point, if he was asked, he would do it. Don't you think it couldn't get any worse? No. If anything, he would look way more badass somehow. Right. Or you have to lean directly into it and make it the worst thing possible. Yeah. yeah. Which I would be fine for. 100%. Because that's what you like about that movie. That's true. Is that it is that bad. Right. That's very true. Uh, so next email coming comes from Retro is the besto wants to know is wants to know if there's anything either of us are collecting currently or even have been collecting for a long time. Well, I collect. Uh, I haven't bought one in a while because the market's inc- incredibly expensive for anything new. That's well, not new. Anything that's cool, but you know, NES games, Super Nintendo games, and yeah. stuff. I still try to buy that stuff. I'm still trying to pick up as many VHS as I can if you can find some decently priced ones because even those are becoming expensive. Like, right. I never thought I'd see the day where I'd start seeing two fifty, three dollars VHS tapes. Used to Seriously. go to Goodwill and it'd be like a penny. Right, yeah. For 20 you Right, know what I mean? and it's at least like four yeah. for a dollar usually right. or something. Uh, but one thing that I did start c- collecting in during the pandemic and have been continuing on from from then uh, is uh, unopened booster packs of Pokemon cards. Nice. I've just been buying them and putting them in a shoebox. What in the hell and how did I not know this? I've just been buying. I don't open them. I've just been buying them and putting them in a shoebox. Just like random packs, or are you like looking up what's no. hot sellers or no. anything? No, just... I just go to Target, and if they have some, I grab four or five and buy them and put them in a shoebox. That's super cool. I'd... And you're just gonna like sit on them to wait to see if they go up more, or you, one day you're gonna be like, <laughs> boom, live feed, overdue homework. We're opening a shit ton of Pokemon cards. I mean, maybe. Hey. I don't really know what my plan is. I'm just like, I'm just gonna start buying these. They're four fifty a piece. Like, it's not that much of an investment, honestly, right? You know, right. So. I don't know. I didn't really buy a lot as a kid. I haven't opened up any of them. Evie likes to buy them with me. Like, we'll go to Target, and she'll be like, let's get some Pokemon cards. I'm like, sure. And I'll let her hold on to them, and then she gets bored with them and put them in the cart, and then she never sees them again. Nice. <laughs> so I'll put them in a shoe box. That's awesome. So, I mean, I started doing that recently for reasons... I don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily think I'm going to be a millionaire off of them or anything right, like that. Right, right, right. I just feel like sometimes you just need to buy stuff. For sure. I don't know, man. <laughs> Pokemon cards. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, I put down Funko Pops. So I collect specifically Dragon Ball Z Funko Pops 
that have a store exclusive sticker. Oh, cool, them. cool. So I have a shit ton. Yeah, you We're do. talking like 90-ish to Ooh. 100, including the singles, the 6-inch, the 12-inch ones. I got a couple 18-inch ones and then the two packs and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's got to say like entertainment exclusive on it or Hot Topic exclusive. Otherwise... <laughs> but that leaves it open for Lauren to be able to get me Funkos because she can get me the common uh, ones. Yes, instead of, yes, so. yes, yes, yes. Um, but also Pokemon cards. Nice. I put kind of because I collected them as a kid and now I'm collecting certain sets. Cool. Like I went hard. Same thing, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I actually found Leonhart who opens Pokemon cards on a YouTube channel and he got me re-hooked on Pokemon. So I went hard for the celebration set, the 25th anniversary Got the complete master set. No one wants to talk about how much money that costs to do. But I have a lot of other sealed packs and loose booster packs from going so hard on Mm -hmm. that that were left over that I did not open. So literally, if there is anybody who is remotely interested in watching us open Pokemon cards... I would love that. And we, we should do it, and man. We, and we have a lot of damn cards, so we it'd, should be, do it. it'd be fun. So if you're interested, email us over to homeworkpodcast at gmail.com. And the other one I put on here, I put movies? Because, I mean, you said that too. Like, I'm not collecting VHSs. I love your VHS collection here that's next to us. But Blu-rays alone, I counted yesterday for this. I have 292. Dang. And that's not, not including TV shows yeah. or anything else. So if I was to include... DVDs and TV shows of Blu-rays and DVD. I'm well over 500. Man. So I got a lot. You got but, a lot, But dude. I have condensed a lot. I used to have a lot more crap movies, and I kind of went through and cycled through a lot to make room for good movies mm-hmm. recently. You know, I didn't say that. I should have said that because of this podcast. I've been buying a lot of the movies that we've yep. been doing and adding them to my collection. So yeah. movies too for me. Yep. Yeah, the only thing so far we've done that I do not own in retrospect is cable guy oh i rented that yeah. for this one but uh next question is the last question and it is a question for drew mm. did you like sports jerseys as a kid and if so what was your favorite to wear and did you have multiples that you like so this is a bit of a sore subject oh <sighs> i just opened up a can of words i had no sports jerseys growing up I was told they're a waste of money. What? Never had a sports jersey. Tom. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm, I'm pretty sure Tom might have would have probably bought them for me, but Roberta was like, no. Roberta, come on. She also said I couldn't get a starter jacket because they weren't warm enough. What? Roberta. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I th- I thought for sure you were gonna have some like diamond in the rough hockey jersey nope. you were gonna tell me about or something. Nope. Dang. I now have I now have a wild jersey. I also have a uh, Harrison Smith jersey. Nice. Uh, and an Adrian Peterson jersey. Uh, <laughs> hey, he's I, a really good player, but he beats his children, he, so I don't like he that. He beats his children, and I'm not so, a fan of that. So that sucks. Um, and uh, those are the only two jerseys I have. I have a couple other just like random hockey jerseys from like playing on men's league stuff, but yeah. nothing. You know, nothing cool, but for sure, yeah, didn't have those growing up, Trav. <laughs> bummer, bummer. I had a lot. Like, That's awesome, that man. Was, like. When I first got into football, I wasn't a diehard Vikings fan. I got in more so because I was addicted to Madden Mm, with my mm -hmm, friends. mm -hmm. So I was like a player fan as opposed to a team fan. So I had a lot like 
Michael Vick was my favorite jersey nice. that I wore. They, Atlanta had sick jerseys Man, back then. Michael and Vick, that's too bad. Another, ba- <laughs> another bad one. Hey, yes, another bad one. Uh, but then basketball. Holy crap, did I have a lot of basketball jerseys. KG, obviously. And I, Allen Iverson, I had a sick all-star jersey from him. And yeah, it was like the thing when I was a kid. I feel like everyone had, oh, no, had it to was, have jerseys. It was a thing. And I was it, not a part of it. was kind of a waste of money. I mean, especially when you're a kid because you're going to outgrow it. Yes. But now, yeah, I've got not a lot of jerseys, but I got LeBron on lockdown and AP, of course, yep. Yep. like we said. And I've got my Adam Thielen jersey. Yep. But uh, I definitely need to get a Justin Jefferson jersey. Yeah, man, you should. For sure. You should. He is for the future sure. of the NFL, man. Yeah, he is little worried that he says he's going for the highest contract that's not a quarterback contract in NFL history, but moving on. Pay the man. Pay, pay the, the man. man. Offensive player of the year, baby. Pay the man. Soon to be Super Bowl MVP. I'm yeah, calling it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I wish we had Pat Mahomes on our team. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. That wraps up emails. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and thanks again to Jake at Triple Falls for the awesome suggestion. Anyone else that wants to suggest stuff to us, it's super easy. All you have to do is email us at overduehomeworkpodcast at gmail.com. You suggest it, and we will cover it. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Overdue Homework Podcast for regular updates. And as always, make sure you tune in to the next exciting episode of the Overdue Homework Podcast.